You boys are out of your mind. Ooh, yeah, dig it. A little bit of the bubbly. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Big Boys and Body Slams. Three goofballs that talk about wrestling. We're here to boost your ass and have a blast. So enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the most wonderful time of the year, and I'm not talking about the holidays. We're talking about Survivor Series. We're talking about Survivor Series. And one Takeover. Of the big four and Takeover. We are big boys in body slams. My name is Zach. I'm Kyle. I got to tell you guys a story. So me and Stan, my dad, were thrift shopping over the weekend, and uh, me and Zach had gone to a garage sale a few months ago, and there was like a, a die-cast car with Kimberly that was like a WCW diecast car and I told Zach if I ever found a Goldberg one I would buy it on the spot like and I was just joking around and this weekend I found a Goldberg diecast car from the same set <laughs> You're darn, Man of his word. darn right that you bought it it is sitting on the floor next to my new Rashid Wallace lunchbox I love it I love it and, and uh, I'm Luke and we got yeah, Luke over here yeah. Luke do you have any stories you know Nothing as cool as that. <laughs> All right. Got no, Goldberg. Um, no diecast cars for me. So yes. But if there's ever a Kurgan diecast car, I will buy it. We I feel like we need to get you some Kurgan merchandise. You need to have the a market shirt, please. You need to have the market cornered. There is like a website that sells like old school shirts. I bet you could find a Kurgan. I need one a I need a Schmedium Kurgan shirt, please. The Oddities era Kurgan. Yeah. Yes. Let's do the Kurgan S- shuffle. So before we get into Takeover and Survivor Series. CM Punk was on backstage last week. <coughs> it was enthralling. From what I watched, I didn't he watch was all ho- of it. He was hilarious. Yes. He was great. He was in rare form. I loved the promo school segment where he cut that promo on Tom Arnold. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and David Arquette, too. David Arquette, yeah, and that was Seth great. Rollins. And he and Seth are having a match, right? They're going to have yeah. this is, I feel like this is an angle. This has angle Call, written all over calling it. Calling it now, Seth wins. Ugh. CM Punk wins the Royal Rumble. Seth wins the oh, title. Oh, God. And they're fighting in the main event oh. to sweeten the pot for Punk oh, to come back. All right. Royal Rumble's really close, though. You think he's going to make a return that soon? He could. I mean, he's he still, he still he fight like trains in MMA. Yeah, he could. So, I mean, he's in shape. I would be surprised, but not shocked if that happens. He's, if that he, makes sense. Is he close to 50? Is that what he said? He's 42. Like 40 something? Oh, okay. CM no. Punk's getting So old. close to 40. <laughs> how, he, how long is he going to be able to call himself CM Punk for? I feel like when you're a 50 year old man out there being like, I'm CM Punk. He could call himself CM Punk for the, his whole life because Hulk Hell. Hogan still calls himself Hunk. He's Hulk. he's got he's got her. He's a Hunk. He's got to revert it back Hogan. to Chick Magnet, I think. Yeah, or Cookie Monster. Uh, yeah, CM Punk. I mean, just it still feels unreal mm-hmm. that he's back at a WWE branded, uh, doing a WWE branded things. Uh, I know the contract isn't explicitly a WWE yeah, one. Yeah, they're but very they're very specific about that. They have they have gone out of their way. It, nope, several times to tell Fox. you he is working. He does not work for the WWE. And apparently the rumor is Vince was mad that Rollins brought him up last they night. They cut it out of the YouTube version, right? Yes, they did. Uh, or the Hulu. Promo. Yeah, Hulu. the Hulu. Yeah, so, so okay. clearly there's uh, a but, little bit of... But I, th- I feel like I feel like that could very easily be a work and that he could, could already be yeah. under WWE contract. I mean, and they're be. just trying the, to make it as much of a surprise that as is possible. as likely as it not being a work, I think, at Correct. this point. I think yeah. it's a crapshoot. And wherever it's going, I mean... We all like to sit here and make fun of Seth, but that would be a match of the I'm calling ages. It. We uh we did a fantasy draft the other day. You, me, and two of our listeners, Colin and Keegan. Very impressive draft. And by uh, the way. I picked you. Seth Rollins in the second round. I still think Seth Rollins is amazing talent, and I think him and Punk is the match I would want to see. Yeah, um, 
I mean, I think Seth's great. It all just depends on how how much CM Punk can go. Yep, exactly. Also, and heel you, Seth, by the way, speaking on the subject of Seth, he's a heel once again. He came out in the black suit and everything on Raw. Bring and, the blonde streak back. Uh, AOP's uh, yes, please. with him. Yeah, AOP. I, when I first heard that that was going to be the pairing, I was, eh, but I it, like it. It only took me a just few new moments. Shield shit. Yeah, it only took me a few moments to kind of go. Okay. Also, AOP's wrestling without their shirts now, and. Uh, is that sexy? They don't look half bad, man. I do want to point out about that fantasy draft. You can find it on Big Boys and Body Slam's Slam Chat. Chat I know we Facebook. haven't plugged Slam Chat in a we while. We haven't plugged in a while, but let's make it active. Let's let's get a fun little Kyle, group. I think Kyle's still winning the poll. For I the think I was roster. winning because my roster is better than it, everybody it's else's. It's pretty good. I'm sorry, Zach. It's it is better. It's pretty good. Uh, um, you had a good draft. Knock uh, it out of the park. Another thing I want to bring up, Cornette ended up resigning after what we talked about last week with his comments. I, st- I got to say, I don't think his comments were... Meant to be malicious. I don't either. But I, he should know better. He should know better, and I think he has a target on his back. Some of the onus has to go on NWA for this. Oh yeah, and I don't know if I mentioned this on air or not last last week, but it might have been off air. It almost feels like they left it in on purpose, just to have a way, just to have a way to cut ties with. Yeah, him. I think so. I think you're right. Is that possible? Yes. I mean, because how on earth with a taped show? How else would you have left that in unless your editors aren't listening to the audio when they're You know they the are. Show. I think your conspiracy here is right. It's been I'm, a not conspiracy. A, I'm not a big conspiracy guy, but I think you're right. So Cornette is officially now Ooh. gone. I think and we have Thank you for the spooky. Uh, one more thing I want to bring up before we get in the takeover. Corey Graves, Marl Ronello, and Frank Shamrock. Frank what Frank Shamrock. <laughs> you yeah, all that's need, not a name you expected to hear. Y'all huh? need to grow up. I I, I heard about Corey and Morrow. Yeah, but... so for those <laughs> for those uninitiated, uh Corey Graves made a little jab. Frank at... Shamrock is Morrow's manager. What? Yeah. He's like his uh like his business manager? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is so ass awkward. Dude, dude's super smart. He is. Except for the whole come meet me in LA tweet to Corey Graves. Yeah, so let's run, let's run through it. Let's run through it just in case people are, are yep. don't know. But I mean it took over the Let, Let's be world. honest. Let's start this out with there's some professional jealousy going on. Uh yeah. So uh, during during war games, uh Corey Graves made a snide little tweet saying, you know, there's a Ring of Honor world champion and a Hall of Famer on the announce crew, but you wouldn't know it just watching them. Basically alluding to the fact that Morrow is very overpowering to the other two voices at times, which hey, is he can be. which is fair. a legitimate criticism you might want to levy against him. Uh Morrow took it very hard. Deleted, Twitter, deleted his Twitter and didn't show up didn't to Survivor, show up to Survivor series, series. Where Michael Cole had to blatantly lie to everybody and say it was because his, his voice was, was gone. Mm. Mm-mm. So, so let, let's start with Corey Graves. Yeah, Cock. Th- this guy is on your team. Morrow is on your team. Yep. You part of the family. Do not put the teammate down unless it's part of the story. So if Seth is putting down, say like I don't know, Kevin Owens, I get it. That's part of the story. Becky and Charlotte, part of the story. This is not. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it was very immature. I, can I tell you something? What. I was a big Corey Graves supporter for yeah. a long time. Yes. I am falling off that boat week uh, by the week. Overexposure. I don't want to hear him anymore. I don't want to look at his stupid face. However, I don't want to read his stupid Has he kind of taken the JBL role a little bit? As he, he has, but he's not good at it. That's the problem. Yeah. JBL was good at what he did. Well, Corey Graves, it doesn't feel natural. But I feel like this is kind of who he is, though. But I also don't think that he... I, I like that him and Renee aren't on a, on a broadcast. Yeah, they were awful together because they would literally just pick fights and pick fights and pick fights. Now he focuses more on being just a heel commentator and supporting the well, heel. Well, because yeah. Michael Cole's not really going to 
play into it. Michael Cole's a robot, as he we is, talked about. He is such a robot. Which we will get to later. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, Michael Cole's had his fair share of interrupting people, too. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. The, the Jerry Lawler stuff, that was all totally scripted, though. Like, Because that was an angle. That was an angle. I think Corey and Renee were just doing it because... They don't like each other. Yeah, Corey's a cock. And, yeah, Um. I will say, I, 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 I want to be careful here. Because well, we I also know support- that Morrow has uh, some mental health problems. I mean, hey, we've and we all, all been there. We all support him on that. Uh, but at the same time, man, he's just got to figure out how to not take comments like that. And I know I don't, I'm not coming from a place where I can really understand the way he feels, obviously. Right. And I'm not trying to. I just think it, it unfortunately doesn't reflect on him super well. In the, in the long run. And I, I don't well, think it's going to cost him his job or I think, anything. I think in an industry like wrestling that's so masculine-driven... Yeah, I think that's kind um, of... that's. I'm glad you brought that wrinkle into well, it. Well, Luke Luke's listens to Jim Ross's podcast, and Jim Ross just fires salty, back. Yeah, he's a salty guy. He just he just gets... He, he fires it back, gets it off his chest, and he's good. He doesn't, like, shut down at no-show. No, he, yeah. just, he just continuously brings it up. And I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, say Morrow is a bad person no. or anything oh, no, no, like no, that. No, 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 no. But... He's just very I think I think that's sensitive. Yeah. I think what Corey said, as stupid as it was, was not that inflammatory. Worth yeah. of a he could have breakdown. went way further. Just kind of on that note, which so, he yeah, kind of I mean, has been with yeah. like Meltzer and these guys. So an unfortunate which situation. They've been roasting his ass. Meltzer, all Meltzer wants is for Morrow or uh, for Graves, Cor- to, apologize. Graves to apologize. Yeah, that's all he wants. I am. Uh, I'm. And I never thought I'd say this. I'm Team Meltzer on this. Yeah, one. me too. All he is trying to say is, listen, you haven't apologized. You haven't addressed it. And then Graves just freaks out on him. It's like, dude, you're, uh, I don't know. Listen, you have my number. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Eric Bischoff and Bruce Pritchard have made it like cool to hate on Meltzer, to hate on Meltzer, which and they have good reason to, right? Like if I was a higher, higher up in a company and people were releasing my info, I'd be upset too. I get it. Like, but Corey is going too far on yeah, this one. Yeah, I'm totally team Meltzer on this. Uh, on that note, what do you guys think of commentary as a whole on this show? Because Ooh, they... I have a comment. I mean, I was going to save it for later. Go ahead. But, just, let's bring but it up. But listen, fellas. Uh-oh. As I was listening throughout the show, uh, it was one of the later matches where I realized, God damn, Beth Phoenix is good She's now. She's good, man. She's Beth, good. Dude, Beth Phoenix is great. She's good. So, I was shocked I just remember when it. I first heard her on NXT. I just, I just I just put it back to Evolution. Yeah. Right? And she was not good. And, and I believe the, that was her first show though, too. Right, well, she right. did the main well, mix classic and the Mix Max yeah. challenge, I think. Yeah, and but she did some NXT On NXT, shit. she's been super but, I like that she's very she's almost like the anti WWE commentator because she's coming at it from an in ring she's calling the in ring action. Yes. Which and for NXT it she, totally she picks works. her spots wonderfully. She's like yeah. Renee Young if but not a try hard. Yeah. Oh, and I, she knows so because, much more okay. about wrestling. Because Renee, Renee Young is. on backstage is perfect. She's no, great. So, and so, when she first started commentating, she was very good. And then it just went downhill real quick. I don't ever. I was never a Renee fan on the com- on commentary. Yeah, I thought. But, I but, thought it was a good. I thought it was an interesting move, but it was clear it wasn't a good. As fit. a hostess, She's as great. an interviewer, as someone in that role to keep where she steers the ship. Then she's great. Yeah. But in, as far as calling the action in a broadcast booth, they did not have her in the right spots, and I just no. don't think that's her niche. Uh, and then poor Dio didn't even get the invite. Nope. He had to stay home. Yeah, the- he's selling the Brock Lesnar beatdown still, I think. Oh, you might be right. True. I like that. I like that. I also okay. want I didn't to... think about that. Speaking of WWE commentators, mm. Mm. Booker T Uh-oh. on the pre-show Booker. for Survivor Series. He was out of control. Shucky ducky. I have never... 
like heard someone so out of control in WWE. Like we've heard JBL, we've heard King, we've heard all these Sir, we, guys. What about Shane McMahon and the X Punk? <laughs> oh, okay, this was I mean, about yeah, that's going back too. <laughs> that's going back. So maybe that. But Booker T, he would he was screaming about Flava Flav when he was arguing with Sami Zayn. He actually got the entire pre-show panel and Zayn to break during that interview, which was super fun to watch. And my favorite uh, quote, and I'm paraphrasing it a little bit, David Ortunga said, Rey Mysterio could win tonight because it is no holds barred. There are no rules. He has a chance. And Booker T said, outside of the WWE in a street fight, there's no rules. But when you're in a WWE ring, there are rules. <laughs> and David Ortunga said... Except for tonight. Except for tonight, it's no holds barred. <laughs> Man, Booker was struggling. If you guys haven't seen the Sammy bit from the pre-show it is incredible it, it it is some of the most awkward yet hilarious tv i've seen i bothered this year. zach to watch the go back and because i only watched the matches because i wasn't yeah, able to watch it uh, live. i didn't watch the same and bit. uh he was like no please at least watch that he was like skip the rest of it watch the matches but watch the sammy zane bit and it's it was worth it it was worth it um so i think we should just we're not the show's not on takeover tonight but i think we should talk about it real quick uh it was another fantastic show uh and we got one coming to portland now in february sex so, i cannot wait so uh let's get as many of the local listeners and let's go yeah let's get a group and let's bye go bye. to takeover i can't wait i thought the show was great um for the fact that I mean, the fact that they were able to pull such a good show off when they were very clearly building two Survivor Series right. for the past month, uh, I think is great. And it was such a testament, too, to the athletes that worked. I mean, especially in the War Games matches. And then they had to go and work matches the Dude, very next the night hell? at Survivor Series. I mean, props to Adam hey, Cole. Adam Cole with the ladder Adam match Cole. on Wednesday and then, and then on War the, Games yeah. and then this match with Dunn. He's got to be gassed. He, I just he went out. Week off. Kyle and I man, went yeah. out and threw the football back and forth, and we were huffing and puffing. And <laughs> that's not even the same league as what Cole has um, been doing. I do want to say I have one, two big takeaways from the women's war games. Yeah, match. and I thought these were interesting, so I'd love for well, you to read. Actually, them. I have three. Okay, recite them. One of them I haven't talked to you about. Good. First of all, Rhea Ripley. She is, she is a superstar, man. She, Amazing. Tessa Blanchard is one. Rhea Ripley's two. I think I might agree. I Rhea Ripley is incredible. You know what's crazy? She outshone every other woman this weekend. In the Mae Young Classic, I, I saw potential, but she has escalated to a level so fast that I did not well, see that, coming. That whole punk gimmick change. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. From, from the blonde beauty to the punk. Yeah, yeah. from one. Cause she, yeah, yeah, it's been so great. So I She's do great. have a problem. And I really love this match, and if I would have rated it, it's probably four and a half, four and three quarter level. It was one of the best women's matches I've ever seen. Yes. Now, you on the women's side, you had the NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler, NXT UK Women's Champion Kaylee Ray, Io Shirai, who is probably your next contender, number one contender, and is incredible, and Bianca Belair, who is another one of your big contenders. Right. I love her. And me too. It was Tegan Knox that turned, right? No, it was Dakota Kai. Uh, Dakota on Kai Tegan Knox. attacked T mm. Tegan Knox. I keep getting those two Beat mixed up. Beat the absolute shit out of her, by the way. And so the match ends up being four on two against Rhea Ripley and because Kai leaves. Because Kai leaves. Knox and is dead. Knox is dead. You just had your two your two NXT Women's Champions and two of your top contenders lose, lose to four a women. handicap match, where the two women on the other team were the two like most gassed people in the match. Yeah, I didn't think about it like that until you mentioned it, but that is a huge... So you made both your women's champions... That's a huge hole in the booking. ...look very bad. And I understand why they did it, but they look terrible. 
What are the odds that the next takeover? And so when we go to takeover in February, Rhea Ripley's winning that title, right? I hope so. Yeah, that's um, gonna be a moment. Yes. Now I have one more complaint about this match, and yeah. this is just silly and probably oversight. The ending of the match comes when Shayna Baszler gets her hand, her handcuffed to Rhea Ripley. Yeah, Rhea Ripley and, does this intentionally. By and the way. Rhea Ripley ends up beating her. After the match, the ref comes over because they were trying to uh, handcuff Rhea Ripley together or to yeah. the ropes or something. And the ref comes over with a key and unlocks the handcuffs. Why is the ref Why just the holding ref the, the key? key? Yeah. I think he's a magician. So he just has all these he has all these handcuffs. He's got a utility belt. So <laughs> yeah. th- this is just like one of those things that That's it, a really good is point. An Attention to detail, right? Why not just have bolt cutters or cut them and then fix them in the back? Or just don't even show it on camera. I guess yeah, but then the people that will still see yeah. it in the audience. So that's a like, really good oversight because that's that's I mean attention to detail it's silly. is a huge is it's a huge silly, thing. But just something that I pointed out. I I have a couple more things I want to bring up on Takeover. Please do that triple threat was amazing. Yes, it was. Uh, Killian Dane. Killian Dane's the man. Awesome. Are, he is incredible, as has been previously established. Yeah. Uh, Damian Priest is going to be. I have a big star. I um, like Damian Priest, but man, I don't like his voice. It bothers me. <laughs> His Survivor Series I haven't liked, made me sad. I haven't liked his voice since he was in Ring of Honor. And uh, Pete Dunne is incredible. Oh. Whatever whatever that dork on Twitter, Brad Shepard or whatever his name is, saying that nobody watches NXT because Pete Dunne is like a vanilla midget or whatever he was saying is just ridiculous. He's one of the best workers he in He said he wrestling. wasn't believable. I guarantee that if sounds... I took Luke's fingers right now and did the stuff he does on TV, Luke is going to be in pain and or, probably going or, to the hospital. Or just beat the shit out of people like he does. He's so... Yeah, I love Dunne and then made for a really good Survivor Series Are you sure match. that guy wasn't just being a... No, he's a he's troll. like... He's, he's a, a storied anti... Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a writer and I'm putting this in... Or what what would you call me? Uh, journalist. A journalist, and does I'm putting that a, in air quotes because he's not good. Does he have a blue check next to his name? Uh, I think I so. Think he, yeah, he does. He, all of a sudden, you get one of those. And he's you're just very bad though, and he's power. kind of a running joke. Yeah, he's uh, bad. Matt Riddle and Finn Balor was didn't. Good. It was good, but it didn't live up to my expectations. No. It felt and like they left something on the as table. As Luke said, "Bro, I have a problem. You hate I the bro am, thing. I am so sick of the bro thing. It is so dumb. It comes and goes with me. They, like, they, they it's call, a week by week thing for they me. They call he he's one of the best wrestlers I've seen in a long time. He's he amazing. reminds me a lot of Kurt Angle. Yeah, but I am I hate the bro gimmick. Do like, you? It's it's too much. They're calling all his moves. I like, hate to say this, but you're in the minority. I think there. I know. Yes. I know. I just it. I don't. I like, don't mind it. There are times though when I do think it's overkill. Yeah. Um. But like I said, it's a week to week basis. Like one week I'll be like, bro, bro, and you know, and the next week it's like, God. But again, in that fantasy draft, he was one of the top guys I drafted. He's amazing WWE, because he's incredible. WWE gimmicks are very one-word centric. Yeah, I don't. Lo- I just and speaking the fans of, cling to that because it's participation. Speaking of uh, words and catchphrases, does anyone else find it creepy and like kind of bizarre yes. and weird? How much they're forcing the "it's not a marathon, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint" line into their commentary? Yes. It is. It creeps me out. It's like subliminal messaging. Nigel McGuinness dropped the line. It was after one of the. It was after the NXT title Nigel match. Nigel McGuinness. And they were like, "Let's go to a replay because here it's a marathon, not a sprint." And here goes uh, Adam Cole. And I'm like, "Wait!" I had to go what? back and I was like, "What did he just Why? casually drop that?" Yeah. It's like subliminal messaging, and I just it bothers me like a lot. It really bothers me. I haven't noticed. I haven't noticed it as much. You as will now. Saying, you now will, will now. Um. So let's talk about the last match on Takeover real quick. Yeah, the uh, the, the Kevin Owens surprise was one of the best things I've so seen good. in a God, long time, and uh, almost and he, no follow up the next night. But we'll get but to that hey, when we get there. 
By the way, there was a little bit of fallout. A little bit, but also Kevin Owens looked the best he's looked in years. He looked invigorated. He He looked looked happy. He was having fun. Yeah. And Tommaso Ciampa hitting that move off Mm. the top of the cage on Adam Cole. There he crashed through the tables. Oh my god! Holy crap, dude! One wrong move and he's done. Yeah. Which and then they both got up the next day. And, and wrestled, wrestled the next both day. Both of them wrestled, yeah. So, TakeOver was amazing, and if you haven't seen it, you need to check it out. I'm sorry we didn't go over it as much as we could, but my, that might be a show for next year. Yeah, who knows? Uh, this is going to be Survivor Series from November 24th, 2019 from the Allstate Arena, a very uh, infamous arena for wrestling shows. Coming to us from Chicago, Illinois, you might recognize the Allstate Arena from the Money in the Bank 2011 featuring John Cena and CM Punk, and if you were looking for CM Punk chance in the show... You got them. You got them. This crowd took a while for them to get into it. They were not good. When they got into it, it was good, but for they were sitting on their hands for a lot of this, and good for good matches, too. And it definitely affected my personal enjoyment of the show. I try not to let crowds sway my opinion one way or another. Right. But it, it's just something that an I, energetic crowd is always going to make me feel. Yes, because Chicago should be. Lit. I know. I, and they had their moments. I heard. I read like a something that was saying, "Do you think a wrestling is like killing Chicago because they're going there so much?" I mean, I think isn't AEW going there tomorrow night at the Sears Center for like the second time yeah. within their year? Yeah, and WWE just did three shows in Chicago. I mean, that you have a good point. Like, eventually, like, you, can only, you can saturate a market only so much before it right. starts to cool off. And I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a bit of a lull now in Chicago booking for a so while. So speaking of a lull, this yeah. first match on the pre-show. Oh, uh, can I can I please tell you what this oh. match is officially called? Yes. Uh, this is the pre-show. There's three pre-show matches, by the way, so they are cramming them in here. Uh, this first match is going to be <clears throat> the cross-branded, over-the-top rope tag team battle royal. That's a mouthful. And Sounds a half. stupid. I really don't want to talk about this that much. So oh, we're gonna. Uh, this was. It's like a normal battle royale, except with one guy in your team gets thrown out, both guys in the team are stupid. out, which is dumb. Uh, this is the best tag team in the world. The OC. The Revival, The Forgotten Sons, Rudolph, The Street Profits, Ryder and Hawkins, Brizongo, Lucha House Party, Imperium, and Heavy Machinery are going to be making up the teams in this match. Uh, Imperium is going to be Marcel Bartel and uh, Fabian Eichner are the two representing Imperium here. And Walter's out. And Walter comes out. Yeah, Yeah. Walter comes out. And we'll see him later. Uh, There's really not much to say about this match. It sucked. And uh, Rudolph won. I gave it a star and a half. I really hated it. I gave it a star and a half. Uh, I like that Rudolph won. Yeah, that was kind of neat. But Dolph I mean, Ziggler looked really stupid in that SmackDown hat. By oh, the way. I know. He hat, looked ridiculous. And the hat in that kept hat. coming off, and he kept trying he to put kept it back putting on. Putting it back on, Dolph. It was. <laughs> I because sw- so here's the thing. I got a rant. You know what, Luke? What'd you think of the match first? Uh, star and a half. The older I get, the more battle royals suck. Yeah, Except for that yeah. one on Dynamite this week. That was, that was fun. Yes, and the Royal Rumble. Fun, yeah, and the Royal Rumble. Um, so. And honestly, the greatest Royal Rumble. It is all right. so hard for me. Yeah. This is gonna be like a mini rant, okay? Because I enjoyed the show, but it is so hard for me to buy into the fact that these guys are fighting for their brand. When a month and a half ago, they were all on different. They brands. were all on whatever brand they wanted, except for NXT. Except NXT is the one brand that felt like it mattered. To and them. there's a couple guys like Seth Rollins, like. During the the women's uh, Survivor Series match that we'll get to in a little bit, if they hadn't been wearing color coding gear or armbands, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have known precisely, who was on what brand. Precisely. It is so hard for me to get invested in those storylines, and you don't. And the problem is, if you want to do like the cross brand warfare, that's fine. Stop pushing it as the one night of the year where they get to face off with each other because they do at the Royal Rumble because they do all the time not just the Royal Rumble when the wild card rule was happening a few weeks ago which is gone (laughs) they were all mingling and stop saying that they care about the brand 
can't it just be for the spirit of competition? Right. They're trying to make it like we're fighting for Raw or I'm fighting for SmackDown. Nice, Vince. Thanks. Uh, so I'm gonna do Triple H with NXT. I can't. I'll blow the windows out. Okay. NXT. That was pretty damn uh, good. The table. That I was know. pretty damn uh, good. So I don't know. Just it was. It's a nitpick for me. Just the, is as lasting the whole show. I was able to put it in the rearview mirror and just enjoy the matches for what they were. And I just stopped pretending like it was all about brand supremacy. And it was just the spirit of competition and fun. Uh, anyways, one and a half stars. This match sucked ass. Okay. My so, question is. Yeah. Who did you want to win this match? Uh, I wanted the Street Profits to win this match. Okay, that's who I wanted Same. to. Um, I thought that could have done them actually some favors. Yeah, I mean, Rudolph didn't really need the win, but I mean, at least... I mean, I say that it's going to reinforce them as a tag team that they want to get over, but we all know they're probably not going to be on TV for three weeks now. Uh, Dude. Uh, you know what? If you wanted to have... I'm giving them just cameos. I know. If you wanted... If you really wanted to get one more match on this show... Why didn't you just do Street Profits versus Rudolph? They were the last two teams. They had really fun action back and forth with each other. Why don't you just do that match? Which would have made quite a bit of sense. You could have just done the match, had a 10-minute match. It would have been really good. And instead, I mean, pay-per-view paycheck, like payoffs aren't really a thing anymore, right? So what's the advantage of cramming all these people onto these shows? I could be wrong about that. Maybe I am. Repeat that. Or pay, do you still get pay-per-view payoffs like based on because in the past when you yes. were on like the stand okay so that's probably why they yeah. wanted to get everyone on the show yeah uh, but it was what it was uh, up next we have uh, oh this was oh this was the match when Nigel said the marathon not a sprint thing and it really creeped me out uh, up next is another pre-show match that is Kalisto versus Akira Tozawa versus Leo Rush for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship uh, 205 Live still a thing by the way just throwing that out there but it got cancelled this week or last week or something oh did it yeah. they moved it to full sale a couple weeks ago and I don't know if it's came back now it's wholesale oh. oh I guess I'll be on NXT which by the way that's, that's the right place for them also, as long as they keep booking also them. they shouldn't have had a cruiserweight title match for the NXT title on the main roster between the three brands if it's an NXT title yeah I was wondering about that it made, too it made me know who was gonna win yeah kinda um I mean, I guess if they would have won, they would have moved to NXT theoretically. Uh, this was but, but not, they're not supposed to move. This ma- I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. This match wasn't bad, but it was so fast I couldn't keep up with it. And that's not a bad thing. There was no psychology in this match. There was no storytelling in this match. They were just going balls. It to was wall. just three guys flipping and hitting each other. And uh, after that battle royal. It was a uh, very welcome sight. Leo Rush wins the match uh, after he steals a Salida del Sol pinfall away from Kalisto, and he pins Tazawa. Eight minutes and 20 seconds. Eight minutes and 20 seconds, uh, three stars. I can't possibly go any higher than that. Really? I gave it three and a half. I liked it. Mm. I, I like. I mean, I guess I kind of liked the, the just balls-to-the-wall action, especially after a match that was so bad to start it off. It was a good way to like reinflate the audience. There was a lot of... I really like Leo Rush, by the way. I do too, and I really like Callisto. Callisto, you sorry. like him so much, you don't know his damn name. I, wow. wow, sorry about that. And I like Akira Tozawa too, but not as much as the other two. Ah, but these ah. guys did really well together. I really liked it. Two or three and a half. Right on. What'd you think, Luke? Three and a quarter for me. We stare stabbed. Yeah. I like it. Um, I think this might be the, and, and I mean, this just says a lot for the bar, like the bar, not the tag team, but the bar that's been the set. Bar. By, we earned a bear. We, uh, for the, the cruiserweight division, I suppose, this is probably one of the worst cruiserweight matches we've seen in a pre-show recently. I mean, yeah. Like in the last, yeah. l- like in a long but time. But it wasn't bad. I, wa- right. I want to make sure everybody well, knows it wasn't li- bad. Listen, if it's over three stars, then by default, it's not a yeah. terrible no, match. No, it was, it was worth, wa- it's it's worth a while. It's match. short, which is good in this case, because you right. can kind of just, it's a compact little match. Um, so my question on this one, yeah. 
How do you feel about Leo Rush? Like since he's I love been back, it. I think. Do you like this? Do you like that he's on NXT? I love and, it. I and think, the cruiserweight division, or I think he should have stayed in NXT when he because after he debuted, he made fun of Emma, and then he got benched. Uh, and then, then he that was seems like so long ago. And then, and then he then came he back. Was the manager. Well, he, for came, Bobby. he did go to Two Five Live for a brief period first, and then he was managing Bobby Lashley, and then he was in timeout again, and now he's apparently. What was he in timeout for that second time? Uh, just talking about how he's proud to be black on Twitter, and that was enough to for them to bench him. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never see Jordan Miles with like a word. <laughs> yeah. You um, never see anything like that in other sports. So. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Whoa. But let's. <laughs> with Leo Rush, do you remember when we saw him wrestle Finn Balor on Raw? Uh-huh. That match was incredible. That was a really good match. And I don't know. I love Leo. I'm glad that he's found a home Triple on NXT. I think Triple H has kind of taken a liking to him too. Oh, definitely. You it can makes tell. Me, it makes me pissed that he was ever Bobby Lashley's manager. I know. Because to be honest, all I knew. liked him in that role, though. I did, too. I, I just did wanted too. to see him wrestle yeah. more. I, one of my favorite things he does is when... By the way, he hits a double Spanish fly. It's kind of a gooey-looking setup, but it's mm. it was a fun spot. Um, mm. I love my One of my favorite things he does is how rapidly he changes direction when he's like Irish whipping guys, you know? Okay. Uh, <laughs> up next. Yeah. He's uh, cool. In between this match is when Booker T melts down on Sami Zayn, and then after that, we're going to get one more pre-show match. And, and this uh, is a good one. I'm going to slap my knee here. Because this was a this is a mm-hmm. double knee slapping match here. Mm-hmm. This is the New Day versus the Viking Raiders versus the. By the way, I don't mean to backtrack, but they're keeping track of the scores. And to your point, that counted as a win for NXT, which I thought was I don't know. It was a title match. I don't know because the other whoever wins is count. NXT, yeah. right? Uh, obviously. Uh, anyways, this is, sorry I interrupted myself. This is the New Day, of course. Uh, Xavier is out, so Xavier and, and Kofi. By the way, they cut a really good promo before this match backstage. Uh, versus the Viking Raiders versus the Undisputed Era. Um, Bebe. Undisputed Era, not as over as I thought they would be here in front of the Chicago crowd. Uh, and this even extended to Adam Cole's appearance. They are the selling their injuries. They are doing a really good job. I mean, it's probably not even selling. They're probably pretty sore, right? Uh, I'm just going to say right off the bat, this is an NXT TakeOver worthy... And I've said before, that's my bar for tag team matches is... Yes. Does it live why, up to the, why the, hell to the NXT takeover? And I thought this lived. I, this could have been right at home as an opening NXT takeover match. I thought this match was fantastic. These guys were kicking, all these guys hitting, punching, fighting, handspring, and they're fighting. It, it, it was <laughs> out of control. This match was amazing, man. The undisputed era, the undisputed era. They are so good, and they have such good chemistry, really, with both these teams. Uh, but p- particularly with the Viking Raiders, man, those two teams, I don't know if you guys remember the takeover match they had a few months back. This was right before Eric and Ivar went right. up to the main roster. I sure do not. They had an excellent rivalry for the tag team titles. And, I mean, they just picked up right where they left off here. And it, it just hit me when I was watching this match. I'm watching Red Dragon versus War Machine versus yep. The New Day mm. on a WWE show. Right. What a what a time to be alive. They made Big E look so good in this match. Big E speared Eric at one point under the ropes. You had guys flying over the top. You had uh, belly the bellies at one point, amuck. Yeah, at one point amuck. Eric body slammed Ivar off of the uh, apron onto everybody below. This was after Big E speared Eric. No, it was before that because that was after he moved out of the way of the spear. This match just had so much going on. It's hard to keep track of everything. It was lovely. One of my favorite, uh, Vi- I almost said War Machine, one of my favorite Viking Raider spots is when Eric gets the guy down and he just like V-triggers him while he has his hands held. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, boy, and he hit Big E with one that I thought was going to cave his skull in. Uh, and that was just the story of this match. Eventually, the end does come, however, when uh, they're 
uh, the Viking Raider, the Viking Experience. I don't even know their name. The Viking Raiders hit the Viking Experience to the Undisputed Era in the end of the match as the New Day uh, got beat up and dispatched to take them out in... 1435. I loved this match. Yes. I, I yes. really enjoyed this This is one of my matches of the whole night. Whole uh, I give it four stars. Uh, just excellent. Just excellent, excellent, excellent. I gave it four stars. Um, man, these three teams are great. Uh, Kofi and Big E, they're staying power, which yes. I'm going to get to the question in a minute, which is going to focus on them after Luke rates it. Um, their staying power is incredible. I, I have never seen... A group of guys stay so over, for stay so, long. so over for so long. It's you, amazing. Look at it, like DX even expanded, NWO. Ex- well, and listen, they don't. Like, I mean, they don't rely. Yes, they've been goofy. They have their paint, all that shit. They don't rely on one specific catchphrase or gimmick. No, they have so many intricacies in their but characters. Like Luke's saying, they they once one of their gimmicks is starting to kind of go away they find something new they find something new but they still incorporate the old thing with it like the trumpets and the pancakes and the unicorn and the unicorns and all this stuff the ice cream was one thing that didn't really last no the ice cream didn't last I don't even remember the ice cream (laughs) Luke what'd you give it four stars baby we're all in agreement it was excellent yeah when you get these six in there, oh. right? How could it? It couldn't have been bad. No, right? it Nucky. almost couldn't have been bad. <laughs> Shucky, quack, quack. quack. So okay, let's talk about the new day. New yeah, let's day. talk about it. How Oop. do you feel Oop. about them staying face, staying with this pancake stuff? Do you think it's time to turn them heel? Do you think it's time no. to break them up? Do you keep no. staying the course? What do you do? Uh, what I would do with the new day, There's, obviously, they're the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Right as now. I ask this, as I'm always on Twitter, I see a lot of. I'm sick of the new day. It's getting stale. Well, Twitter's I'm not, sick of I'm a not, lot of shit. I'm not and sick I'm of sick of Twitter's shit. There you go. The pancake stuff cracks me up. Yep. It's There's fun. nothing wrong with it. It's I, fun. It's awesome. I, I if I was it. the Booker Man, I would... I respect you. Thank you. Uh, I would have them just stay the way they are. Stay the course. Forever. I would maybe have them all peel off into more singles-oriented things here and there. Kind of like they did with Kofi with the title run. Right. I think um, they should rotate that. Yeah. Big E's next. Maybe Big E will be the next yes. man up. What, Xavier once, when he comes back. Once Woods comes back, you let Kofi and Woods yep. do the tag team yep. thing. You move E exactly. off. Something else. I think if they yep. can cycle through them, because I, I, all three of these guys are excellent singles workers as well. And that's something they haven't really, uh, until the Kofi stuff, they hadn't really... Uh, taken advantage of so i just think just keep keep there's no why don't fix what ain't broken I they're want, still one of the most over say. acts yeah. in the whole company i want to compare them to the original nwo the main three uh-huh because you could have them doing their own thing but at the end, of the, day, end of the day the day they come always, back together and yep. they're that group yep right so so on smackdown for three of the four shows of a month they could be doing solo acts and then coming together to wrestle a six-man tag or something yeah so I, I will say though, um, when Kofi originally won the title against Brian, like I was so ready for him to be champion and have that run. However, at this point, uh, with how I feel with Kofi Kingston, I'm totally cool with him not being a singles competitor for a while. Yeah, oh. I think he can um, just do tag team. But for but a while. it's felt it's felt for months now that Biggie's on the horizon. So yeah, it's it, felt for years for yeah. me. I kind of want to point something out that Luke said, which kind of bums me out. Kofi's reign wasn't bad. And I'll talk about this when Brock's reign comes up. It was booked so poorly. Yeah, and I want to discuss something about that later. But uh, yeah, I love the New Day. And I have since they got together. Since 1997. And I'm loving forever. Well, and with with Kofi's reign, though, honestly, I wasn't expecting them to book it well. I wasn't expecting them to do anything with it. Because I just knew they didn't know how to handle it. They just knew knew the destination he had to get, and that was getting the title. 
because he was over as hell. Which was one of the coolest moments. It was amazing. We I've ever what seen. What a feel good moment that was yeah. for all of us to watch. Um, but yeah, I mean the subsequent booking but was something. I'm, I am satisfied that he got his run because I never expected it. I yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and with that, we are t- on to the main card where again. they play the Fallout Boy song for the thousandth time of the night. Hey, get, you see Do you have a that? problem with that? Uh, I really, really like Fallout Boy, uh-huh. but I hate hearing the same chorus over and over, over and, and over. That, again. It was that in the five seconds of summer song. They just kept playing they over and over. They played it nonstop. Um, the opening video package is whatever. I mean, it really you have to buy into the fact that it's brand warfare because that's what it's all about. And again, the NXT aspect of it is really what kept this interesting for me uh, throughout the whole show, really. And we're going to open up hot and fast with the Women's Survivor Series match. Team SmackDown, Sasha Banks, Lacey Evans, Dana Brooke, Carmella, and Nikki Cross. Team Raw, Charlotte Flair, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, Sarah Logan, and Natalia. Team NXT, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Tony Storm, Io Shirai, and Candice LeRae. By the way, how long, um, this is my uneducated dumbass, how long has Sarah Logan been wrestling again? Uh, for about a week. Okay, thank you. <laughs> no, she, she's, she's been around. She's been on like main event and stuff, but yeah. she hasn't been on like a main she roster. She was in NXT. Okay. She didn't She didn't spend very long in NXT. I think Luke's talking about since the Riot Squad broke up. And Correct. They, they, oh, I think she got hurt, didn't she? Back then? No, that was that was Ruby. Ruby got hurt. Ruby got hurt. Like, Liv we just got, didn't see Sarah for a long time. No. We haven't seen Liv or Sarah in a long time, which Luke was asking, like, how long has she been back? And oh. it's been like a week. Yeah. Because I well, we've seen Liv quite a few more times. She than got we've seen. no Liv. We've seen Liv like twice. Really? Because yeah, she, she, she got beat by Charlotte Flair. And then she was and she like, "I'm going to be new next time you see me." And, and we haven't seen her. Like a miss you over two months ago. We miss you, Liv. Uh, how weird are they? Like the Riot Squad was good, right? Yeah. Like, yes. Yes. How do they never? Anyways, uh, Sarah Logan's back, so good for the Sarah Logan fans out there. Which I, admittedly, I'm. And then who I'm was the third team? Dad. I was NXT. Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Tony Storm, Yosh, Ryan, Candice Ray. Uh, I just didn't know if you'd said that already. They don't get individual entrances, which is fine. There's 15 women. You can't really be spending that kind of time uh, because you have to have the ad breaks in between each match, and right. those take up 30, 45 minutes in the show, it felt like. which These ad breaks were out of control. Yes. This felt like an episode of Raw, dude. The self-promotion, yeah. It wasn't even self-promotion. They had cricket ads. They were like cookie ads in there. I hate that cricket ad, by the way. <laughs> I do, too. Uh, it's not as bad as the uh, the casino commercial that's played on TNT. Oh no! I believe, but that's a local ad. Yeah, that but is, they play it every ad break. They play it twice on some ad breaks, and between that and I the, don't know if it's a sling exclusive thing or what. Or and that and the the gun control commercial that oh, always yeah. played during yeah. AEW. Those which, two commercials are the worst. Which, by the way, um, a time or two I've watched Dynamite on a on a on a stream that I didn't pay for. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a certain stream that I might be able to show you guys that does not have the commercial breaks. Even when JR uh-huh. says it's we're going to... It's the UK stream. Yeah. Even when JR's like, I've we're going to do a commercial one. break, it shows the stuff that's happening during it's the commercial break. It's just locked to the hard can. And, and what the announcers Unless say. Unless it's a picture in picture. Yeah. And what the, and it has what the announcers are saying too. So you don't miss any action. Yeah. That's Period. Not, it's interesting. The announcers keep announcing during the ad breaks. Yeah. Which I just think is interesting. Anyways, this is not an AEW episode. Uh, as Sorry. much as I would have loved, that was just a commer- that was just a commercial talk. But, yeah, I just got annoyed at the ad breaks. In but the seeing show. these teams, I do have to say, um, shows you that I mean, I feel like it was Raw SmackDown were pretty well drafted. If if That's they if they t- took the time to invest in their women's division, they could easily have the best women's division However, on planet Earth. Team NXT looks stacked as fuck. Here. Team NXT, man. I mean, I am so encouraged that this is going to be. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're not going to do call ups anymore, but. Seeing this, they put them on a level playing field. Man. Seeing this crop of NXT talent and seeing mm. the way they they were on this match, I had some problems with this match. Oh, uh, I thought it didn't really get good until like 
the very end. I don't like that Candace and EO were taken. So Candace and EO that's that's what kind of shit on it. Here's what's so and I understand they were both in the War Games match the previous night. So it was Rhea Ripley. So, you know. Uh so Candace and EO get <clears throat> knocked off the apron and they're dead. Yeah, they both of them are literally, dead. Literally. And the trainers come out, the match stops. Nobody believes this is a legitimate injury angle. Right? Right, no. Correct. And they just get taken away. And then they come back at the end. Yeah, they come back at the end to kind of feed under the finish of the match. Yeah. Uh, which was fine. Which but, is fine, but, but the I, fact I, that like, it happened like it. the fact that it happened in the first place was stupid. But like technically, shouldn't they have just like they were never technically eliminated from the match, so shouldn't shouldn't they have been able to rejoin the match or were they scratches because of in it, it leaves more. And it's qu- not like this was no DQ. It leaves more question than it. Did, yeah, it leaves more questions than it does answers. So it's a little confusing. Uh, I just thought that both women's matches on this card kind of had a lack of chemistry to me. Like the main event was worse, but this a lot of this match just felt like well, bodies hitting each please other. Please think about the fact though that Team NXT like they don't canoodle. NXT doesn't face off against nope, either these pe- or like any of these that's companies true. on the brands, um, same basis. There's uh, who we get down to here. Uh, so the rules are since this is a three way Survivor Series match, like a we- lot of falls are happening fast, and it, it basically <laughs> gets down so. to Ripley and Sasha. Yeah, so it's Ripley and Sasha are the final two. Uh, there's this really great spot where Sasha has Ripley in the bank statement forever, and Ripley's trying to get to the rope. She cuts her off and puts her other arm behind her back, keeps yanking on the bank statement. That's when EO and Candice come back, and they kind of cause a little bit of a scene. This allows uh, Rhea to hit the ripcord, uh, which is kind of like a bitter rip-tied. end. The riptide, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Which is kind of like a bitter end, but she doesn't lay out on it, and uh, Rhea Ripley... And back to back nights pinned Shane or she did she pin Shane Baszler yeah or submit her I don't believe remember. she pinned her uh, uh, she yes. she defeated Shane Baszler and Sasha Banks back to back to the moon Alice that is how you get to the moon. team NXT in around twenty eight minutes in around twenty minutes team NXT wins a mostly forgettable match I'll say what'd you uh, give it I gave it three stars I okay. know I kind of talked down on it but it wasn't bad it just didn't have fun. it didn't have the that I wanted an opening match to have, but that the the closing few minutes were fun. So okay, first of all, I gave it three and a quarter. I'm gonna Same. tell you right now, and some of you guys are gonna totally shit on me for this. Survivor Series, when they have the Survivor Series matches, are my favorite pay per view. Oh, year. you love Survivor Series. I love Survivor Series. It's my favorite pay per view of the year. Mm. Um, so I really like these matches probably more than I should sometimes. That's okay because like. I was into this match like it was a five-star match, even though I had to go back and be like, all right, so this is probably three and a quarter. Um, I'm really glad they let Tony Storm on the main roster. Yeah, that was cool match. to see. She looked great. She, she did look great. I'm very sad they didn't give Candice and Io more of a run. I know, Agreed. man. Candice, Candice is the unsung hero. And people but, wanted to root for her, and they wanted to root for Io, too, and they just didn't get the chance what to. what we did see from Io... I, I mean, she's so, good. she's so good, man. She is. She's at least, the, she's at least got on another level, dude. Best kicks in in women's wrestling. Yeah, she's on another level. And at least right Candice got some spotlight the night before. Yeah, she had a couple of really nice moments. In the Honestly, give me a gif of uh, that Io Shirai springboard missile drop kick on. Sasha. I know. Just give me that, and I'll watch it. That was early on in the match. Over too, and over. And it, over. Oh no, no, it was. Uh, oh, this is the one no, when the ref got involved. Yeah. Yeah. So when they came Lorraine back. was distracting the That's ref, right. and then That's the right. EO hit that springboard. So you gave it three and a quarter too. I did, sir. All right, you guys ready for this oh, question? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, all right, all right. Book two, cut three on each roster. Oh shit. <laughs> Book two, cut three. Okay, let me look at the rosters here. So here's here's my going on on NXT. I'm booking Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae. I, Tony Storm is probably the better worker, and so is Io Shirai. But I think Candice deserves it. 
For SmackDown, Sasha Banks and Nikki Cross c- cut the rest. And on Raw, you got to go Charlotte and Asuka, right? Uh, yeah, that's not bad. Uh, I'm going to say SmackDown. I'm going to push Sasha and I'm going to push Lacey. Ooh. I'm going to cut the rest. On Raw, I'm going to push Asuka and Charlotte. And on NXT, I'm going to push Rhea and EO. Nice. Um, I was also going to go Rhea and EO. Nice. Um, and on Team SmackDown, Sasha and Nikki Cross. Nice. Uh, and Team Raw got to go Charlotte. And I'm going to say uh, Kyrie Sane here. I like that we all had different answers. Yeah, that's that was cool. neat. I mean, that yeah. just shows you how deep these rosters really so, can yes. be. So um, that, I had to word that question, right? Because it was like, also, I love Bianca. It was game. hard. It was hard for me not to pick but, Bianca. Yeah. Also, uh, I, a few things, a few comments from this match for me. Mm-hmm. Um, can I, I just need to admit this. I mean, I don't think we've ever really had this talk. I've never taken Carmella seriously. Me literally either. Ever. Me either. Literally, no, either. It, it didn't matter what it, before our truth or not. I've never because she was taken with Ellsworth before our truth. Yeah, that's true. She but she was a, she was a women's champion. Hey, I know, and I've never felt like there was a less believable. Can we look at all the dorks she's been paired up with though? <laughs> Ellsworth, Ellsworth, Enzo, our truth, Corey Graves. Like, come on. Uh, I think and her kicks. Suck. <laughs> Wait, what was that last one? <laughs> oh, she's dating Corey Graves. So, uh, she's, yeah, her kicks are bad. Her, her super, offense her doesn't super look look like poop. Believable. I did, I did like walk, when though. she was screaming, "Pay attention to me!" When Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai yeah, were, were like, facing, facing off. off. Yeah, and, and she I, was just standing there in the background, like, "Hello." And I think that the mist for Oscar. Has been such an awesome layer for being a heel. It has been, but we the, haven't seen the miss in a long time. At the same time, the refs got to start paying attention that when these ladies have green shit all over their faces, that probably something goofy's going on. I always thought that with Tajiri too. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's all over Oscar's face. It's fine. He didn't see it. That's it didn't right. happen. That's right. Muda. That's right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I love Oscar. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's all good. Ripley. Ripley looked amazing. Ripley's great. They're all. I mean, you can just tell right away they're putting NXT over the moon. Yeah, right. I, this this is my big worry. Right, was how is NXT going to look? And from even the pre-show, oh, shit. they were they they were at the Triple same H. Level H as Triple Smackdown. H had everyone hogtied and hostage and said here's you're going to qu- put here, them over. Bitches. Here's a question. Let's do. Let's play alternate universe. Let's say they're still going to do the three brand, but NXT never debuted on USA. Do they get squashed? Does the does the cable deal make them force their hand to take in a scene? Absolutely, uh, and the airplane, and the, to me, like this them, is like a reward say, for that. So here's so here's my. I'm actually curious of this. Would this have been booked the same way had they not done that whole hijacking? I don't think so. No, I, I think this was a total rewrite, which yeah. is which is incredible. I know, which I just know. shows that when their backs against the wall, they can, they can do, do stuff. NXT, and always, it's always then, right? NXT made this pay per view. I know. Th- I, no, I'll just stop right there. NXT made this pay per view. Yeah, they did. Absolutely, they had a, a lot of the memorable this would moments not were from have NXT been a guys. Very and girls. good show without no. NXT. No, it wouldn't have. Anyway, that was my. I, yeah. I just got no, passionate you're, there. That's so a, no, you're totally right. Uh, however, the stars aligned for it. I'm thankful. Because By the way. It's bullshit. It was, it's bullshit that uh, Natalia got eliminated by a, a Sasha Banks elbow. I was going to mention that. It wasn't even elbow. Weak, it was a right hand. Weak, dude. It's not Lacey Evans. What? It's not it, Judas effect. It seemed like, it seemed like, a, like, a, it was a, like a, yeah. a striking elbow. And she just was, she like died. Yeah. yeah. It was done. Uh, but again, you got ex- you got 50, 14 ladies, 13 to 14 ladies you got to eliminate in these matches. Elbow, bleh. Um Up next backstage, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins are discussing... Uh, uh, Seth's fears of Kevin de- uh, defecting from Team Raw. And Kevin says, "Kevin's like, uh-uh, boy, don't tell me about you. Look loyalty. at your own back." And then stuff. he yeah. tries to fist Seth. Uh, nice. That's not happening. Nice. Oh boy. Uh, Kinky. 
and we'll see where that story goes. Spoiler oh, I don't want to watch that story. Doesn't go that far. Uh, <laughs> up next, Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles versus Roger Strong. This is another moment where I had to take a step back and say I'm seeing Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura yep. versus Roger Strong versus, versus AJ, AJ Styles, Styles on the WWE show. Uh, what did you guys think of this match? I absolutely loved it. I guess if you're asking, I'll just tell you I rated it, rated it four stars. Mm. It was mm. amazing. They beat the shit out of they each did. other. They did. The Dude, shit. This was probably the stiffest. I mean, I don't know. That Adam Cole, Pete Dunn match is pretty Bebe. stiff. But, man, these guys, I mean, were forearming, kicking, and punching these shit out I'm, of each I'm going to say it right now. This was one of Shinsuke's best matches on the main roster. It Correct. was, man. Correct. He, this was this was none of that goofy Shinsuke that Come we've on. seen on the main roster. This was, I'm going to kick your ass, I Shinsuke. think me, me and Luke, talk, or me and Zach talked about this. Like, every time we get excited for a Shinsuke match, we're let down. This oh, did not. This we, exceeded we, my expectations. Or this that. met yeah. my expectations. Yes. This, uh, is, this was great. Roddy's great, by the way. If anyone Roddy needed was the to know, best part of the match. Roderick Strong has. Uh, I wish I had an eighth of his cardio and endurance that he has because he is like. Oh, the, they, they reminded you of that multiple times. Over. He's like the Energizer Bunny, where he just goes and goes. What did you get, Christian? Christian. I gave it three point seven five. Same. Okay. I really loved it. I wanted it to be just. I wanted it to go on more. I wanted. I wanted it to, go I wanted on it to be longer. How long was it? Uh, about sixteen forty-five. I wanted it to yeah. go an hour. Fight like, for. I wasn't ready to stop watching. Also, this match. AJ looked phenomenal. Uh, yeah, nice. he did. Nice. He one. did. Uh, Roderick Strong won, by the way, because AJ hits a phenomenal forearm and Roderick Strong steals the pin. So another the another stolen pin. I know we already had one of those in the show, but yeah, it was but on the pre-show, listen, so it's like listen, a different time. Listen, that's how you put over NXT without them qu- squashing the main guys. Yep. I really liked this. I thought uh, it was really hard hitting. It felt like a New Japan match, uh, like yes, through it did. and through, and all. That's the best really ways. what NXT is a lot of. It is. It is. Yeah, a lot totally. of strong style. Yeah, totally. Uh, after the match, I do like how AJ starts throwing a fit. Just fun little touch. He there. was sad. And then, uh, Daniel Bryan is backstage getting ready for his match. He's approached by the Miz, and the Miz is like, "Listen, man." Hey, he was a big dick, by the way. <laughs> Daniel or the Miz? The Miz on the show on was it Raw? It was Smackdown. on Ms. TV on Smackdown. Smackdown, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He we was. He was not very nice. Uh, but here, he's he's a little more nice. He's like, you got to beat the Fiend because we got kids. <laughs> that was essentially <laughs> that his was argument. What that shit he's like, listen, man, too. we got family. So if you don't, he's got, I don't know what he's going to do. He's going to kill him. I don't know. I mean, yeah, do. we're all dead. Yeah. We're all dead. If so you don't you got, beat him he's, here. He's like, you have to beat him. And then Daniel's like, he's eating all of our children. Face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so all, I love how. No matter what happens with Daniel Bryan and The Miz, they're always that little natural rivalry between them. Always. Always. That's the feud that'll never end. Yep. I love it. Keep it that way. Uh, but that match is going to happen later because we have a bit of a monumental occasion happening on this show, and that is the NXT Championship is being defended on Survivor Series. Between Adam Cole and Pete Dunne. Peter Dune, who pardon, won the three-way match on NXT. Pete the Dune. bruiserweight. Uh, Can I tell you already about my favorite spot? Yeah. Pete Dunne does a moonsault. And when he is landing, Adam Cole super kicks him. In the super shit kicks him. There were so many spots in this match. How about when Pete or when Adam Cole countered the bitter end into a destroyer? I've been, oh. yeah, that was one of the. Or when oh. when he hit the Panama Sunrise to yes. Pete Dunne on the apron. Yes. Yep. Dude, and, and, this match and, was so and, good. And the way they were selling the whole time that that just took literally yeah. everything. Every spot was was brutal. Pete Both was, men kicked out of each other's finishers at one point. Yep. Pete kicked out of the last shot. Uh, I was shocked when Adam kicked out of the... I mean, I wasn't shocked that that wasn't the finish. I was surprised that they booked the bitter end to not be the finish. Because up until this point, if Pete Dunne hits the bitter end, the match is over. So that was a really exciting false finish. There was also a reverse German by Dunne, 
who then jumps right afterwards on Cole's hands for yeah. the finger. So oh, much yeah. joint manipulation. I love he the... does the thing where he puts his arm up on the steps oh, and, and then jumps, jumps on, on his on elbow. It. The joint manipulation is great. How did Adam Cole work a match like this after flying 500 feet through the air? And after doing a ladder match on Wednesday? Well, as Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, said on Twitter, uh, he is the hardest worker in the business. I mean, so many spots. Also, At one point, Dunn, ha- sorry, Dunn uh, has Cole. He has him by one hand and he's chopping him with the other. And he must have chopped him I don't know, 1,400 times in a row. Like, he was just chop, chop. Man, I love this match. Like, so much. I could gush this about this match all night. This was the match. This Every, was probably my match of the night. Everybody needs to qu- quit giving Britt Baker shit for watching Adam Cole, though. That was Is that, are people making fun of her for that? They're, they're like, upset that she was in the crowd for that match. And they Why? were shown on TV. Because people are dumb. Did you hear, the, sto- did you hear the story behind that? that? That the producer didn't, didn't know, know who it was. And Triple H felt awful and went and apologized to her. Yeah, and so he was like, well, let's acknowledge it. Like, <laughs> she's on TV now. Uh, so what did they say? Did they say they didn't say who she was? Not until after the fact, and they were like, "Yeah, it was Britt." Like, and then Triple H dating. So Triple H apologized personally to Britt Baker. Try like I'm not trying to hurt your job. Like you're a good thing. When heaven forbid, it's anytime soon. When Vince is gone from this world, (laughs) Triple H is gonna be one hell of a. Dude, WWE runner. I haven't That's all liked, I got to say about that. I haven't liked him this much in a long time. I don't think I've liked this, him this, this much role, ever. This, <laughs> well, that's a good point. This role as like the the NXT leader, and he, yet still retaining all of his badassery. He and like watching him, his promos amazing. Like watching the way he rallies behind and cares about his talent. I don't know how much of like the extra backstage content you guys watch on the network, but I really like a lot of those like backstage like Chronicle specials and like seeing. Like those segments, that fatherly where, figure. That yeah, he he's is, a father bro. figure. The way what he, the hell? like, did you guys see the clip when Tegan Knox tore her ACL again in the Mayon Classic this year, and she was devastated, and Triple H was so comforting and like really cared. Like it wasn't, I got to run this company. When's the next match? Like he took time to be like, it's gonna be okay. Like I think Triple H, Vince never went through it. Triple that's H, a really good. Triple point. H went through everything. Absolutely, yeah, that's injuries. A good point. Fighting his way to the top. Yeah. Heartbreak. Yeah. Man, when he Heartbreak. finally gets the reins, it's going to be a special day. And again, and it's going to be when Vince is dead. So hopefully, knock on wood, it's not for a long time. Or tomorrow. Um, <laughs> what did you them. What did you okay. give this match? I gave it 4.25. I thought it was fantastic. The, and I, okay, here's okay, the thing. Okay, Meltzer. Here, listen, listen. Stop it. Wow. I wanted to give it four and a half. Wow. I this did. was the match that the crowd <laughs> ruined the first half of this match for Oh, because they ruined this match for me, baby. Four and a half. They didn't, they didn't get into this match until well after halfway through, and uh, I was upset about that. Since so. you didn't give this four and a half, you're going to have to pull me away like Jalen Ramsey last night. Stop. Sorry. Four and a half. This match was great. Well... We're in it together, pal. Four and a quarter. Thank oh, you. you guys the grumps. The grumps. The grumps. I, was really I just good. need you to apologize, Kyle. If we're going to be Meltzer, I'm just expecting an apology, and we haven't gotten one yet. Oh, dang. Stop, Shepard. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, it was a really good match. Do you have a discussion question for this one? Um, no, I think the Triple H thing kind of okay, cool. kind of talked about it. Um, we get a video package for the uh, nice little uh, feel-good moment about WWE's uh, partnership with UNICEF and the work they're doing for children across the country. That is one thing you cannot fault this this company for. They're they, charitable. They char- like their charitable work. They're their, nice to the sick kids. Their work they do with kids is great. These were kids weren't even sick. They were just poor. Oh, but same thing. Uh, so the work they did with these kids, I always like seeing these. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a father and I'm getting soft in my old age. But I always enjoy these little moments that they're able to share. And you I thought that soft, was fun. But you make me never mind. <laughs> oh, nice. And then we get a video package for Daniel Bryan and the Fiend. And uh, which, by well, the way, yeah, for the amount of time they've taken to build this, 
Very well done. I was going to say that. This made me wish that this had the proper build. Correct. And it wasn't just like, we need a title match in three weeks. Dan O'Brien and The Fiend, go do your thing. Uh, because they crammed a lot into this video package. Yes. Uh, I like the underlying story about like the yes movement, but it kind yes. of was like teetering on being a little too hokey to where it was like literally no. he was evoking a power. Yeah. Like it was a little well, much there. Okay, but listen, when they they made it seem like back in the day, they made it seem like the yes movement was what like drove and Daniel said that in promos over and over, like that's yeah, what drove that's him. That's true. So to me it was just throwback. So that's kind of the story here, is 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 he is he isn't he? Um on his entrance, he doesn't, but he thinks about it. Uh, he eventually does, by the way. By the way, by the way, I'm Uh-oh. saying by yep. the way all the yep. way. The red light's got to go. Exactly. The red light's got to go, man. Uh, He's even, on SmackDown. It doesn't even make sense. There's even an awful lighting chant. Do you guys, was there? I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah there was. Did you guys, uh, on the podcast a few weeks ago, remember when I joked that we were talking about, are they going to redesign the Universal title now that The Fiend has it? You and said I you said, would. I said, I would. And I said, knowing WWE, they'll probably make it blue. You were so right. Congratulations. They made the fucking belt blue. They made the fucking belt blue. I kind of like it. I have the... It's fine. I like it better than the red. Yeah. I just doesn't look like... I I don't... I can't... The Fiend shouldn't be carrying around a royal blue championship. Something feels so off about that to me. Give him a cool belt. He needs to wear a mask. Hey, we didn't talk about this. What did you guys think of the new Intercontinental title? Sick. It's cool. I like it. So I like it a lot, but the reason I met on it... Sorry for hitting your mic, Kyle. Bitch. Of all the belts in the company that needed a redesign... That was not it. You coach. took the coolest belt in the history of the company and redesigned it. Okay, whatever. Did you hear the theory going around that it's because it's Cody, Cody? Yeah, because he's the one that reintroduced I gotta the say, white strap. It's cool, but I like the white strap belt. Better. I know, I do too. Speaking of, I do like of, the new one a lot. Speaking of conspiracy theories, did anyone see the shit with Bailey with her new? So with her new outfit, they don't have Bailey wear the strap around her waist because it would say AEW. I yeah, think that's I just that. a joke. Well, no, that's just, but it's just hilarious. I thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah I loved it. I thought you. People were actually thinking um, of the real conspiracy. By the way, Bailey, I mean, man, I'm her sure entrance. The, uh, I mean, we're not there yet, but her entrance later in this Sick. floored me. She I looked like this. a star. I love her. Uh, anyways, this is Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt. Light the lighting aside. Hurt. Um heel. This was a much this is the way you book a fiend match. Yes. And I don't know why it took them so long to figure that out. Well, they started off great with Balor. Yeah. I mean, and this was basically the Balor match, but stretched over ten minutes. Right. And Brian got a little bit more offense than Balor. Yeah, and you know, here's the thing. The Fiend sold a little bit. Yeah. The Fiend almost got pinned. There was a near fall in this the match. The crowd was loving it. Yeah. This was a good match. Uh, this is exactly how I want The Fiend to be booked from going forward. I just wish the story had a little more juice behind it. Right. Because this match deserved that big epic. And what for what they did, what they were able to cram in, it wasn't bad. Uh, and of course, he does, Daniel Bryan does summon the power of the Yes movement. By which the is, way. Because I wrote that in my notes, by the way. And then Corey Graves said it like a few minutes later. And I was like, I'm a... I'm a genius. I've done that before. Watch like we've. I've been doing a lot. All of us have been doing a lot lately. Yeah, when we, we'll we say something, we just watch so yeah. much fucking wrestling these days. Um, so we, literally, it's official. It's lore. It's canon. Uh, the Yes Movement is a superpower, yep. and it hulked Daniel Bryan but up. Listen, I legit got. I legit got a goosebump or two. Did you? Yes. I did nothing for me. I didn't. Oh, dislike, I liked it. I didn't dislike it, but it wasn't for like whatever reason. I felt it. Maybe I don't. I don't like that they turned him from a heel to a face again. But I like that the yes. If he's going to be a face, he needs that the crowd loved up. it. Yeah, which is good. Um, what'd you give the match? I gave the match. I forgot. Uh, three. <laughs> I gave it three point two five. I really liked it. Uh, mm. it, the one thing that really drank it down. I thought commentary was fucking horrible. No, it the, was. This was some of the worst commentary I've ever heard in my life. Also, they should not speak. During the Fiend's entrance. They Thank shouldn't you. speak. Thank you. Thank you. You were losing the mystique. 
Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Because I was, I was, it drove me crazy. They were just yapping. And when the Undertaker enters at WrestleMania, do you fucking speak? Shut your mouth and let the man. It ruined his entrance. This ruined his entrance for him. Yes. And on top of that, the fact that Michael Cole calls him anything but a human drives me absolutely. He calls him it, creature, monster, thing, thing. freak. Michael Cole, stop. Shut the fuck up. We all know he's a man. We know that. We know he's a man. Stop insulting our intelligence. 3.25 because commentary kind of brought it down. I gave it three and a half. I think this was the best Bray Wyatt match since he's been the Fiend. I agree. And I, Daniel Bryan is incredible. He he's makes, one of the best of all time. He just makes. He was everything my number one better. overall pick. He was. Luke, what'd you give it? Well, I feel kind of bad now for giving it three, but no, I mean, fine. it was real. I mean, it was the best Fiend match. And um, the crazy thing about Daniel Bryan is that you knew. He obviously was going to lose this match, right? Yeah. However, he made it believable. However, when he hit that, that was like the second dub, the second single, the knee, the running yeah, knee. Yeah. And he had that near fall. I kind of bit on well, it. Well, when he when he hit the when he hit the yes movement, and did all the kicks and all the kind of started off. feeling. Yeah. So like, at a certain point in this match, you feel like he had some semblance of an of a chance. Yeah. That's Daniel Bryan's power, man. He is the, he is. Uh-huh. There's never ever 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 been a better underdog. Literally ever. Than Daniel Bryan. Yeah, probably right. And he's, the thing I like about him now is that he is channeling some of that old underdog, but he's still this like... This man. He's still the kind of new Daniel Bryan. His ring way. psychology yeah. is yeah. undefeated. It's the best ever. Undefeated. Um, My question, though, yeah. for this match, is Daniel Bryan's time as a world champion over? Uh, I think he'll get probably one more run before yeah. he's done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think that's the least they can do for Which, him. Which, by the way, I don't know how you guys feel because it's been a while now. I have been... With Thanksgiving coming up, I've been very thankful for every single Brian, Daniel Bryan match that we get. Yeah, because what was it? Three years ago, we thought he'd never wrestle. We again. thought he was done. Yeah. It and still, is, it, it and still feels special every time. Every yes, he does. Even every if he wrestles every day. Yeah, it still feels special. It's amazing. I am so grateful. Me too. Because we because he's delivered and he's added even more chapters. And he had one of my favorite world title runs in recent memory. Too. Yes. The world um, champion was amazing. So after that match, uh, sorry for my freak out about the entrance. That was just, I'm so glad you brought that up. I because agree. Yeah, yeah. It was my biggest pet peeve. Oh, okay. Kyle liked the commentary, so. I didn't like the commentary. Uh, I just, <laughs> I'm just ignored messing. it. I'm busting your balls. Uh, up next, Ray is interviewed backstage, and he pretty much says he's going to kill Brock Lesnar. So He's trying to get the pipe. I, he's got the pipe, and he's like, there's no rules tonight, S.A. Dominic, he's you like, going to watch me murder a he's man. He's like, this arms. one's free. <laughs> Pretty much, he's like, "Hey, I want you to watch." Is he? What did he say? He said, "Like I'm gonna mangle him or something." Yes. It was a big grizzly. Like mutilate yeah. or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, massacre! Crush, it was massacre! I have his skull. Uh, after that, uh, we're going to the men's Survivor Series match: Team Raw, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre. Love the Chicago Bulls uh, inspired gear that Rollins has. Yeah, on. I did too. Correct. Uh, Team SmackDown: Roman Reigns. Shorty G, Baron Corbin, um, Mustafa Ali, I legit put Chad Gable, Ron Strowman, and Team NXT, Tommaso Ciampa, Walter, Keith Lee, Matt <laughs> Riddle, and Damian Priest. What? His name is name's Walter. Oh, Thank yeah, you. Walter. Ooh. Uh, Walter is maybe the most over man Who? in this match as a star. Walter is maybe the most over guy in the <laughs> but match. But what happens starts. to him? He instantly gets eliminated by Not, a uh, Claymore kick. Three minutes. He puts up, but he puts up a. He did get a beaten in on Braun, and he was beaten up on listen, McIntyre a little against bit. the guy against the guy that only loses by getting counted out these days. <laughs> yeah. He did great. Yeah, uh, right. I was disappointed for the three minutes, but at least I was it was a, a Claymore from like a blind and it was side. a blindside Claymore yeah, by too. a huge man. Yeah, so you know you take the bad with the good on that Walter. one. I would have rather seen uh, probably Damian Priest or 
even well, Randy Orton the- or anyone else be eliminated first, but da- that's da- okay. I well, wish I actually could have seen Damian Priest. He did like two things in this match. As we talked he about, Baron Corbin could have been eliminated in 30 seconds yeah. and it not hurt him. But they did. The dude is the dude radiates heat wherever. And he And by the way, it's worth noting that the crowd hated it when Walter got eliminated. Yes, they and did. They chanted bullshit for a good five minutes. It felt like. Yeah, they were mad. Shorty G and uh, Matt Riddle had one of the funnest exchanges I've seen in a wrestling ring they, in a very they long were time. Ankle lock. They just the looked like two Kurt Angles. Two legit wrestlers too, and they were. It felt like a shoot wrestle like they were wrestling and it was really good and shorty g what you was know, it the, the 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 german suplex backflip and then what the it's what? called i wrote it down because they have a name it for was it sick it's called the chaos theory oh my and God. uh I, yeah i love that i love i love shorty that g. was sexy uh, uh, do you they came they came the eliminations came fast and furious yeah the people but, were going out left but and right. the end of this match was so good this match got really good i think once and this again i'm not i'm gonna say something that's gonna make it sound like it's i'm hating on someone but once and I'm, this is nothing to do with his performance wow. in this match. Randy Orton. Once Orton left, yeah. I feel like the match got into a high gear. And again, it, this has nothing to do with Randy Orton because he was a non-factor. It's so hilarious how match. we spend so much time shitting on him that we feel bad. Like, okay, I guys, I, I we're going to do it again. I'm not trying to right now. We're, do- we're going to do it again. This just happened to me once he left the match. Can I tell you gear. something? Yeah. Roman Reigns is so good right now. He's, he's on fire. Correct. Him, him and Matt Riddle, or not Matt Riddle. Him and Keith Lee at the end Correct. was yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was great, man. And I want that match. I want that WrestleMania match, between a 30-minute match between Keith Lee and uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah, so and it comes down to Lee, Reigns, and Rollins. Seth. Keith Lee pins Roman Reigns, by the way. Uh, or Seth, Seth Rollins, Rollins, I apologize, to leave one-on-one. Uh, earlier in the match, I want to give a shout-out to Ricochet for ha- g- taking one of the best end-of-days I've ever seen. Yes. Uh, he l- thought he, he was going to go through took, the mat. He also took one of the best um, locomotive or whatever the fuck you call that, Braun Yeah, Braun was choo-choo. running all around. He was choo-choo and everyone outside the ring. Twice. Uh, he and did, then, Braun got counted out in this match, by the way, after a Claymore. And Keith Lee stopped him. That was sick. Yeah, they coll- it was the two masses Collide, the, the irresistible force you makes know, the immovable object. And it's one of the last Harry Potter movies when Voldemort's doing his spell <gasps> and Harry Potter's doing his spell and they like collide in the middle. That's what it was like. But it, it was, was two with Kamea two bodies. Yeah. Also, there's a part where Rollins threw uh, Ali up in the air and when Ali came down, he X-factored Champa. That was awesome. That was super cool. Mustafa Ali is... I, I'm glad he's got Mustafa. We only, I know. Correct. We only got to see Ali and Rollins for a short time, but I was kind of wanting more out of them. They had really good chemistry. What would you give the match as a whole? I gave the match four stars as a whole. Oh, okay. I thought what the last few minutes when... When Keith Lee, it was when it was down to Lee, Reigns, and Rollins, man, the crowd was electric. Keith Lee was on fire. He was hitting moves left and right. Basket is glory. Uh, and he ends up getting hit yes. with kind of a blindside out of nowhere spear, and that's what does him in. Uh, Which is fine. Big ovation for Lee, big ovation for Roman. Seth got booed out of the building. Bitch. Um I four star, I really loved it. I gave it three and three quarters. I liked it. Really? I, I liked it a lot, yeah. Um I was the Walter elimination really took away from me because I really wanted to see Walter He up was there. so over, it killed your dude. Yeah. It killed yeah. your chubster. Yep. Yeah. So three and three quarters. You know what, Zach? I'm right there with you. Four stars is one of the best Survivor Series matches I've ever seen. I, that was my initial reaction when I messaged Kyle after the match last night. He was asleep, but I was still messaging him. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I love that match. I go to bed early. Um, I'm, ju- I'm just saying, like, that. Yeah, this is... Hold on. Just one sec. Uh, this is one of the best Survivor Series matches I I've agree. seen. I agree. I totally agree. I want to give a huge shout-out to Ciampa, because uh, towards the end, he had a wonderful run. Yes, he did. Especially- oh, we need to mention... Uh, I'm sorry. I totally glossed over one of the biggest story moments in the match. Uh, Kevin Owens... Yes. ...for Team Raw... Looked great. ...was very careful about not hitting or hurting anybody from Team NXT, and at one point, he's out of the ring beating someone up, and as he comes back, uh, he gets hit with the Widow's Bell... By Champa, 
and gets eliminated. So I thought that was a really kind of cool way to that, be was, like, that was awesome to show too. you that Champa cares he about NXT. He went Frog NXT. Splash, the NXT guy. Yeah. Frog Splash, the SmackDown um, guy. However, uh, that being said, I really was kind of bummed out it happened so soon in the match because I thought that was a story you could yeah. have told through the whole match. And it didn't really seem like they followed up with it on Monday. So it seems like that was just and Lee, over. And now. Lee's sick-ass moonsault. Yeah, it came up empty, but it was great. Um, And then the shield bomb. T- I, I like that there was a shield bomb tease. Yeah, and then Keith and, Lee broke it up. Yeah, right. I like that. So really good. who's your really, MVP really good. of each team? Uh, my MVP of NXT is Keith Lee, obviously. Agreed. Yeah. My NX, my MVP of Raw is going to be... Mine's me, Drew. Mine might be Drew as well. And then my Team SmackDown is probably Roman. Roman. Yep. So we all Rome, agree. Roman or Gable. On the three. I thought Gable looked really Gable good. was great, too. Um, I'd either go Drew or Kevin on Raw. Besides nice. that, it's the same. Yeah. But I, yeah, it has to be this uh, is really fun. true. I guess. Uh, and by the way, people on Twitter saying the first half of this match was bad. Just let a story play out. It's okay. No, you, know, I, you know what? We don't have to be like JR and address all these bad No, we don't. You know what? Fuck stuffy it. internet fans piss off. That's right. Stuff. This is no place for stuffy internet fans. Except this for if you listen to us and like fans. us, then you can say whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Uh, up next, we get the... Uh, oh, Becky backstage cuts Shh. a fire promo. She's, She's calling out Shayna. She's calling out Bailey. By the way, call it anyone else if she needed to. It feels like this promo went in a commercial very abruptly. Did it finish? I yeah, know. it did. Yeah. But it was like it was like cut to black like the second she finished. What the hell? And then you got to get the ad break in. So, you know. When when there's just like a... When uh, Sasha's... Or excuse me. Fuck. I should when, have wrote down all the ad no, let me. Oh, God. Becky. Jesus. When Becky is like sitting down with a camera in front of no her No one's face, better. She just in is the, able to company. call out people. Yeah. Without anyone there and just she's go got on. a bit of like the Samoa Joe factor because that's what Samoa Joe is so good at too is yes. looking at the camera, being menacing, and saying I'm gonna kill you. And Becky's really kind of putting herself in that category too. I think this is really good. Then we get a video package for Brock Lesnar, Rey Mysterio, and I gotta say, okay, this has been the best championship feud besides Dana Bryan and Kofi of the year. I think. Oh, dude, did- and this one rivalry. <laughs> Mm. has been better than anything Kofi Saucy. was booked into. Oh, yes, you're right. Correct. And which un- is unfortunate because Kofi's title reign, I firmly believe, is going to be lost to the sands of time. I have to say something else. Just yeah. the fact that he had it. Brock Lesnar gets a lot of shit. Brock Lesnar gets all pooped on by a lot of people. But when it's time to go? This last year has been Brock Lesnar's best year in a long time. Yeah, and when it's time to go, I'm, he I'm goes. I'm going Survivor Series to Survivor Series, Daniel Bryan to Rey Mysterio. This has been a fantastic it year. Has. Yes, it has. Really, I mean, you can go back even to the Survivor Series of the year before and say that AJ? whole two years run, yeah. Man, um, he, we say it every time. You put him with the little guy, they, bu- they bump for Lesnar, Lesnar makes them look good, and you go on. You I gotta stop it. that. I can you knock everything damn down. damn liability uh, in the studio. Listen, listen, listen. Was Ray dressed like Doink or what? I thought he was supposed to be like Joker. the Joker. I couldn't tell if it was the Joker or Doink. God, I wish you would have came out to Doink's music. <laughs> kind of. And it would have been like the evil Doink music with his leg. Yeah, type. yep. This match definitely had a big fight feel to it. This, uh, this match is awesome. Ray instantly goes outside to grab a pipe because he knows if I just wrestle Brock, it's not going to happen. And then they're kind of wrestling around. Brock is just... By the way... Brock the way, is throwing Ray around like a used paper towel listen, for like though, the majority of this match. Brock Lesnar... Got that fresh spray tan. He looks cut. He looks good, man. Not not just slim. He looks cut. He's got yeah. those sex usher cuts. The he sex looks, lines. He looks really good. Dominic running in with the towel. I was started fantastic. freaking out. So Donovan comes in. Dominic comes in with a towel. He's ready to throw it in. Uh, and then as this is happening, Ray recovers. He punches Brock right in the ding ding. Because that's the way to beat Brock. <laughs> and yeah, you hit him in the ding ding and you blindside him. And that and ring post. Throw him into the ring post. That's Correct. always a weak. Because yeah, there was that spot in there too. And then Dominic hits him in the ding ding too. So they a bit, like. 
China would have been proud of that ding ding shot. And then Ray takes this pipe and just starts whipping. And Dominic hits it with a chair shot, yeah, too. It, a nice looking chair Brock's, shot. Dominic, dude, Dominic looks good. looked he looks he didn't than look good. He looked really good. At one point, he hits a. Sp- he, I loved the moment when he, they both got to hit the their splashes. Six, oh, the, the double, double six nine. nine, nine son. And I, stood up, I stood up at my computer when I was watching. Correct, that. me too. And then uh, the double splash, and then they go back to the well one too many times. They go back for a uh, try and do the double splashes again, but this time Dominic gets German suplexed off the top Hard. rope. Hard man, I. And I know this is a very small sample size, but I could not have been more impressed with Dominic. Me too, dude. The way he moved, the way he bumped, yes. the way he sold. He just needs to work on that froggy splash. So what, what, no, what yeah. did you uh, give By it? the way, hold on. I'm and not then, done yet. And Yeah, go ahead. And then Ray gets caught diving off the top rope like like it's nothing. Like you're catching a, like you're catching a piece of paper out of the sky. And that's, just, that's actually very difficult. And he yes, gets F5'd and uh, that's it. And Brock Lesnar retains in. Uh, seven minutes. It was way too short for me, uh, but what? I still I still gave it three and a half. I gave it three and a half. I liked uh, it a lot. I, if it if it went five or ten more minutes, it would have been a four star match. Yeah, same. I'm right on board. I just don't see how it how it could have gone on that much longer. Yeah, you're probably right, but I I mean I guess it's a good thing, right? It felt if like the sands of time just kept running out for Ray. If a wrestling match makes me want to see more of it, I guess it's not necessarily a bad thing. I gave it three and a quarter. I nice. uh, really I felt like this was just about as good as you could have hoped for, and it was Dominic really being, fun. Dominic being involved made it everything. Yeah, this made match all would, the This was probably looking like a two and a half star match until Dominic came out, and when he came out, the whole dynamic changed. It was awesome. Match, it was great. So, um, Dominic's gonna work, right? I, so my question is, I'm desperate to see him. Are we getting Dominic versus Lesnar? No. Uh, I think it'll be a tag team match, probably. Yeah, maybe, maybe like a maybe hey, even hey, like Heyman and Lesnar versus exactly, Dominic yeah, exactly. and Ray. And if Dominic does face him one on one, it will just be a yeah. But man, I'm really impressed with what I've seen out of Dominic too. so far. I, I think I he's got they, a lot of potential. Hope they let him work some. Me too. Is he going to the PC and shit? Yeah, appreciate. Sure. Oh, I'm sure. He was also trained by Lance Storm. Yeah. Uh, man of that time. Back the WWE yet. Get a really good video package for the uh, Bailey versus Shayna Baszler versus. I'm so excited for this match. Becky Lynch. I am too. At this I was. Point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was really not. This this was as far as the specific Survivor Series builds go. I think this was the best one. Uh, which is, there's a reason it's in the main event slot because this was the one that was getting a lot of time. Uh, the sit down that Shayna and Becky had. If somehow any of you out there haven't seen this yet, go watch it because it's excellent and it's really, really, really something Shayna you want to watch. <sighs> Shayna's really good. Uh, and then the match starts. And, and they just had no chemistry. I don't know if I've seen a three way match where all three of the women have as little chemistry as these women had. It felt like I was watching gray bodies just run into each other. For ten minutes, when one of them has a really nice butt. What? Anyway, go ahead. Uh, wow, I was. It did. Uh, disappointed. Disappointed for sure. I still gave the match two point seven five stars. I did as well uh, because the closing minutes were very exciting and very fun. Uh, Shayna Baszler actually uh, won. She puts to sleep Bailey. Be careful to clutch. Uh, and as we said, Bailey's entrance is great. It just felt like okay. This didn't feel like a main event to me. This no, felt like a raw, correct. like a you're, raw match. Yes. No, it, so there was no chemistry. The buildup felt like the main event. Yeah, the match fell flat like a house show match. It just felt like, and again, no nothing heat. happened that bad. Nothing. There was no botches. There was no embarrassing moments. It just was. It just didn't flow. It was just a match. Yeah, it didn't flow. Yeah, but um, as you guys have been, you guys have loved her. I think I think you and I have agreed somewhat on this. I. Never was Bailey was never that over in my like. Sh- I just wasn't a huge Bailey fan. Now that she's a heel, I fucking love Bailey. She's great. I, I love, love music. Like, I love Bailey 
for a long time. I know, but when she's she, so good. When she, I mean, I I got it. I got like the a lot of the throwback. Like that she's a solid wrestler. She's got that that pure innocence. But the way that she's turned heel and her music and her I didn't outfit think she could do it, and dude. her hair and the way that she wrestles yeah. and works, they gave her way more offense in this match yeah, than I thought they, they would. And the way that she's like the ultimate, she's almost edge like yeah. and the ultimate opportunist. The way she wrestles, and I think that the way that she's transitioned has been That's seamless. Been and I this agree. is where she belongs. Her music's really cool, by the way. I was really hoping she'd win this match. I was too, kind of. Actually. Yeah, um, I thought I thought it would do the most for her. So here's a question for you guys. Sure. Wait, did you rate it, Luke? Uh, I actually give it three stars. Okay, and yeah. you give it uh, two point seven five. Perfect. Me too. Um, so well, there was a point in this match when it was about halfway through. Bailey hits the Bailey to Bailey on a Shayna Baszler. Yeah. And Shayna kicks out, and it's not even a big deal. Well, the it Bailey is, to Bailey sucks anyway. It's time it's for time Bailey to, to get a new finishing move. That's actually. And maybe yeah. that was them putting it out to pasture because it was in the middle of the match. There was no. The crowd didn't believe it. Nobody. It wasn't broken up by Becky. She that's just kicked out. That's another reason. That's another reason that I didn't really care for Bailey because she's got. Her she needs moves. to just make the elbow drop. I agree. Her elbow drop's amazing. It is great. It's not Kyrie Sane's, but it's great. And uh, it's, anyway, it's yeah. Macho so Man's. Shayna Baszler is victorious. And uh, I love Shayna. Damn. It seems like she's. I don't know if she's going to come to Raw or SmackDown or stay on NXT. It's going to happen soon. Uh, but it seems like we're, Rhea and her are on a collision course, and, and I cannot wait for and that. And did you guys, by the way, hear there were uh, several Ronda Rousey references? And there might not be anything to that. Oh, but yeah. there, there, were, there were several. Quite a few, yeah. There were you know, several. I. It feels, like, against Ronda Rousey, it feels like the horsewomen angle has been pulled for no other reason but besides the fact that Shafir and uh, Duke are horrible. Also. <laughs> The four horsewomen of WWE are wrestling at Starcade next. Oh, in a four-way match? Oh, that's uh, no, no, in a eight-man tag. Oh, eight against tag. who? Uh, I don't remember who. Oh, that's a really, it that'll be four fun. women. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah, it it so it feels like they've pulled the plug on that, but I think a singles match between them is not out of the question you know if Ronda comes back. You know what you could do? What? You could just straight up do the two-on-two. Two. Becky and Charlotte have been tagging. Put them yeah, up against Ronda yeah. and Shayna. There you go. Because Duke and Shafir are not working out. They are awful. They can't do anything in the ring. But they're but they're all. good at being enforcers and beating yeah. people up. Uh, so it seems like maybe the match. But I mean, yeah, two on two. You and can do the, the, the entrance, just the just the entrance or, in general, the Goldberg S entrance is sweet. I love it. Or you could do the two on two on two. Yeah. I, I just mean, don't see Ronda coming back and Baszler not wrecking her. Shit. I know. I feel but, like. But you could team them up and have the turn. She's the queen of spades now, baby. Shane is good. Shane has come along really ways. good. So, what'd you give the show as a whole? Overall, um, I thought this was a very solid show. I think NXT saved it. They won the night, by Absolutely. the way. Absolutely did. By, uh, by, well, like, by, a, by the time that the main event hit, they'd already won. Yeah, they already secured. It was just like, can they bring it within one or not? Uh, Raw kind of got the shaft, but they someone's did. got to hard. Uh, I think Raw is probably the C show now. Feels yep. like a little bit. Um, which is weird because the WWE champion is on there, but whatever. We never thought we'd hear that. I shit, know, right? Um, Overall, I give the show a B plus. Yes, I thought I there was a well. lot to like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there are a few things that I can definitely pick apart. However, given the state of their product leading into this show, this was everything I could have asked for and more. Uh, so a B plus might not sound like this was the best pay per view I've ever seen. It was really good. Given the circumstances, this is what and I needed. And what we've seen lately, to sh- give a shot in my arm and be like, well, maybe they're going to turn things around. Yes, uh, which remains and, to be and seen. And NXT is going to spearhead that whole damn yeah. movement. NXT I mean, wins in the ratings again this week, right? Uh, yeah, they will AEW. this week, and I think AEW again next week. I, I gave I gave it a B plus as well. Cool, and I I couldn't agree more. And I'm gonna I'm sorry guys, I'm gonna go back to this multiple episodes. 
and specifically going to pinpoint if that damn plane would not have been delayed well, well, I know. where would this pay-per-view have been i would love to pe- be able to peer into the the void and the alternate universes to see what happened if none because of that had making down. nxt on an equal playing field and re- and at this pay-per-view making them very respected yeah giving them so much giving credibility. them a singles match for the yep. nxt title was so huge. much credibility was everything that WWE needed at this juncture. I totally agree. I totally agree. And uh, just glad. I'm just glad that the match was, the, the show was booked the way it was. I'm glad NXT looked good. I'm glad the matches were good. This. I'm glad WWE had a good pay-per-view. They needed a good pay-per-view. They, they needed to knock it out of the park. They pretty much did it. Yeah. So should we get to our questions? Let's get to our questions. How many, how many, how many? We have... Four in a comment. Four in a comment. I think. Yes. Starts with Keegan. Starts with Keegan. Ooh. Let's see what Keegan has to say. Uh, Kyle's listened to these. I have not, so I'm going in raw. Our boy. Mm. Shout hey, out to those going in raw boys. From Sports Entertainment Spectator, I have a question for you guys. You guys know I'm an Undertaker fan for too, life, buddy. and we all know that his career is coming to a close very, very, very soon. Mm. My question is, if you have two opponents left for the Undertaker on two high-profile singles matches, let's say. SummerSlam 2020 and WrestleMania 37. Two high, high, high profile matches left. Who do you pick? My picks are Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam and The Undertaker retires against AJ Styles at WrestleMania 37. I believe these are two dream matches that really need to happen. And I think AJ and Bryan are more than capable of carrying the dead man to one last or two last great matches. Uh, hey, what do you guys think? Do you guys think The Undertaker shot two last high-profile matches against the caliber of AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan? And I also must add the match must go on last at WrestleMania. Correct. All right, I got it. I Let's think Dan- it. I think Daniel Bryan is a good one. Because Daniel's going to bump for him. I think the last one, the one to pin him, the one retire him, yep. Adam Cole. Oh, oh, with, oh damn. Because Whoa. one that makes Adam Cole a huge heel and yeah. you could have the undisputed era get involved in this match too. They look Adam Cole can Whoa. bump his way to a great match, but also look like a major, major I like dick. That. I'm I strangely like that. aroused. I like that. I'll say I'll Mike go drop. I'll go a different way. Let's see. For SummerSlam, are you gonna go Kane at SummerSlam and Man? <laughs> SummerSlam, at I'll say how about Seth Rollins? Okay, I can, I can build do on that. the heel heat, and then for the retirement match, Brock Lesnar, uh, Roman no, Reigns. I was. No. Adam Cole's a good one. Adam Cole's a really good one. Uh, I would say the Fiend, but yeah, that wouldn't that's be. What I was I'm say. worried that match would just. It would not be good. Not it good. wouldn't be but good. Uh, they, they wrestled him and Bray wrestled what a couple five, years. It, it wasn't bad, bad, but Undertaker's. Five and if we're years talking older. WrestleMania 37, yeah, Keith Lee. Okay, I can dig that. The mm. the only thing, the only unfortunate thing with Keith Lee, and Luke will get to his answer in a minute. Keith Lee's a face. I don't and think it matters. I think if. If you retire Undertaker, you're gonna oh. look like a dick. So, yeah, that's tough. Stop when you doing gotta, that. My bad. You gotta be careful. Luke, who do you give it? Yeah, but even Roman Reigns got through that. By the way, I think yeah, Roman Reigns got shat on. It, it took yeah, him. He got it took it. cancer, but he got through it. Oh Jesus uh, Christ! He's not wrong. He's uh, not wrong. Luke, Luke, I do think he deserves a retirement tour, though. I, I don't do want to keep seeing these like one-off Saudi match survivors. I didn't. Match. I like, didn't mind the the tag team match. With, uh, with Roman, Roman yeah. against uh, yeah. was it Shane? Right. Who did Shane team with? Was it Corbin? It was or? Corbin or Drew or one of those. Uh, it guys. was Drew. Uh, yeah, I didn't mind that. I do think we need like I think we need that definitive like at WrestleMania 37. This is going to be my last match. Luke, yes. which, who, who do you pick? Uh, I think Daniel's fantastic for SummerSlam just because of how he would sell and put him over like no other. Uh, 
for WrestleMania. I was going to go with The Fiend, but you're right. That'd be terrible. But I, that was just more for a statement than anything, how he's just been screwing, like, fucking up legends. Um, I mean, story-wise, it would make yeah. all the sense in the world. Maybe that's the summer God, Adam Cole's a great choice. I had a really good choice. That is out of nowhere. Um, even... Can you imagine that moment when Undertaker's on his knees, Adam Cole looks at him How's one last time. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, hits with, he hits him with the fucking Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels. Hits him with the last shot. Uh, Man, imagine Alistair the roof Black would, would be a good one, That too. would be a good one, too. Oh, oh yeah. actually, you know what? When that question was first asked, Alistair Black was the first person in my mind. There you go. Go with, you it. Go. Go with your gut. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the call, Keegan. I think it's a really fun scenario to think about. I just really hope they do him right and give him... A real right. storyline and give him and Keegan, a going away party. For both Keegan and I, Taker's our favorite all time. But I think I'm on the glass half empty and he's the glass half yeah, full. Yeah, probably. Yeah, definitely. See, I've been, I've been the Red Bull. I've been trying to emotionally prepare myself for Undertaker's retirement since the Roman. By Reigns the way, match. hey, have either of you guys heard the Broken Skull sessions yet? I no. need to listen to. Holy it. Is it, I've heard it's like I've, one I've, of the best wrestling I've, interviews. I've of watched all time. the first twenty minutes, and you guys know I've been saying this on this podcast. I've been waiting for this shit for so that's awesome. Long, I can't wait, and it is so far. They talk about like how much they did in Texas. Um, like they they go through it all and they that's ask awesome. great questions. I can't wait. I got I got. I'll, maybe I'll what, listen to that tonight. Like yes, yes. Actually, I might take headphones to work tomorrow. And that oh, there you go. Because there you we've go. been so slow, and I might listen to that. There actually, you go. thanks, it's, Luke. Oh, so, thank you, Keegan. And we even got to talk about the Undertaker interviews for a little bit. So that's good. Up next, the real DZ of professional wrestling. He's been a little down the last few weeks. Please let's don't see diss on me. Again. Let's see if he's back to his normal it old makes self me sad. again. Hey, big boys. We're back. We knew it. This is once again your pal. Though, Say it oh with shit. me, the, the real DZ of professional wrestling. wrestling. Okay, back Ooh. with a two-part question for Luke oh, concerning shit. his all-time favorite, the, the Dead Man. Yeah. Well, we had two the Undertaker, Undertaker questions. Where weird. are these coming from? Part one: When do you <laughs> think the, the Dead Man will finally rest in peace? Well done. And. What is your favorite Undertaker match of all time? Ooh, Can't wait to one. hear your answer. Keep up the good work, big, big boys. boys! Wait, can we answer these two? Too sweet. Oh, oh. hey, yo, that's gimmick infringement for everybody. Wait a minute. No, you can't just. How, so, many, how many gimmicks did he just mix into one question? All, all right, Luke, them. you do answer first. Do too much. Um, well, when will the dead man finally rest in peace? I mean, it's, when he when he dies I mean, <laughs> oh, come dang. on come on dang come on um wrestlemania Wait, where's wrestlemania this one do you think this one or do you think that like, keegan said 37 this one just okay. just just do, just it. do it rip the so, so what's your do favorite it. undertaker match then um mm, mm, um sean michaels at the second one at the second yeah i can't remember the Me numbers too. yeah that's mine too yeah um, um oh Oh, oh, oh. Ooh. Shawn Michaels is bad blood. Shawn Michaels uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. It's classic. I'm thinking. Because that both those Shawn Michaels WrestleMania matches were so good. So good. And I love the CM Punk WrestleMania match. Yeah, the match. CM Punk yes. one is classic. That was really, really good. The the old the old Brock Lesnar Hell in a Cell from like 2003. No yeah. Mercy. was really good. Where he bled like and a And so was pig. the one from like 2006 or whatever. That, that Hell in a Cell was really good too. Um, you could even make an argument for mankind and Undertaker. Yeah, I, I, I think I gotta go a with lot that. Of memorable moments. I think I gotta go with that Brock Lesnar, that that no mercy, no mercy. One. Yeah. Nice. Oh god. By the way, brutal. if you want to see some damn, if you want to see Undertaker bleed more than he's ever bled, oh, that I know. no mercy match 
is just sinister. Oh, yes. He takes the... Brock Lesnar throws, throws the steel steps at him, and the corner hits him in the side <laughs> of the head. I know, right? Hey, he head, just dude. is crimson mask. Maybe yeah. that's a show we should do in the future. I'm what? down. What? The No Mercy we were literally just talking about. Yeah, Zach. let's do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, thanks, Dakota. <laughs> Up next, we got two from Kiefer, or are these yep. doubles? What, what, one's a question, one's a response All to last right. week. It's always good to hear from Kiefer. Love him. Bro. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, what is, is so up, meta. big boys and like bodies born born to crew. Like, I just want to see if you guys think that we will ever get to watch Braun Strowman unleash his inner charismatic person. He, outside of WWE, he's done uh, web shows and um, YouTube shows. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the cooking show that he did once, but he is a very charismatic person, very funny, and can really talk. Do you think that WWE is just holding him back or do you think we'll ever get to see him unleash that charismatic side and become the big star that he should be? He's got the size. He's got the charisma. He could be one of those big stars that they need. Thanks, guys. He sounds crisper than ever, by the way. He's Keith. He's sounding better every Keith week. Is great. Um, I, I want to answer this first just because I, I feel like I've been the biggest Braun apologist here. And I, he's never really not been over with me, um, although he flips way too many cars. But I, I know I see exactly what he's talking about. Remember when the Mix Max Challenge? Well, yes, but remember, remember yeah. the damn, remember the damn promo where he had the huge the cello bass and he was cello? singing a song. Gonna yeah, yeah uh, with uh, against um, was it the, Roman? Wasn't it the Drifter? It yes, was. it was. That's yeah. right. I'm yeah. an idiot. Um, so I, I mean, we see, please stop. Oh, Don't sorry. hurt yourself. Sorry. Um, I, I I absolutely see it. But here's what WWE does. Oh, a giant. Oh, he is our giant. We're gonna put him in this box. Yep. They did the I same was, shit I was with Big Show. The same thing. They did the same shit with Big Show and when, Great Coley. Uh, yeah, that talented the, bastard. The biggest waste of talent which, in WWE history. <laughs> which they did that shit with Big Show, and he has been widely recognized throughout the years yep. as being one of the most athletic big men ever. Yeah. And they didn't let him take advantage of that. And he was an entertainer, clearly, but they made him cry all the fucking I'm time. I'm kind of... Uh, Blown and, away at what they have let Braun do, yeah. Because he is he the, he the his curse is he's big, and uh, to your point, if you're big in WWE, really big, you're gonna be I'm the big guy, and he is can be so much more than. But that. damn it, he's one of the best big men of all time. He is, all and time. they haven't they need to take the reins off of him and just let him go. Yes, you know, just let him be himself. Let him do what he can really do, and I'm telling good you, good God, if he's anywhere else, they've got a huge megastar on their hands, and he, he's. We've been waiting, even for with it. his limited booking, he's always over. Like people love him. Yes. So I don't know. What do you think, Kyle? I think they should let him do something more natural because it's just not working right now. The yeah, the big, unfortunately, I, and I, 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 I don't like think him. it's his fault. I think it's WWE's booking fault. Well, they just but, keep teasing and teasing yeah. and edging and edging and yeah. And, and it's always like here's the NSL. Here, put him against the SNL guys. Oh, here, put him against a boxer. Oh, here, have him team him with out. a ten year old. Put Kevin Owens in a porta potty. It's just stupid. <laughs> That's one of the biggest. By the way, the, that the the Nicholas thing is one of the biggest surprise disappointments. In yeah, me too. oh for sure. Everyone was like, "Who's it gonna be?" It could be Hulk Hogan, even. That was the name I saw floated around there, but nope. And Rey Mysterio before he came back. Here's Nicholas. Uh, and part two for Kiefer. Let's see what he has to say here. Oh, shit. I know. Oh, yeah. I forgot to answer the question that I asked you guys last week. Um, 
I asked if you guys liked video games. What video games do you like? Oh, what yeah. your favorite all-time? Glad time? we get the follow-up. My all-time favorite video game is probably Final Fantasy VII. Nice. Um, I actually keep an extra copy. I don't even have a PlayStation 1 just anymore. But I keep an extra copy of the game itself just so I don't have to buy another copy ever. Um, also, uh, Turtles in Time. Nin- yes. Ninja, Ninja Turtles <laughs> in Classic. Time is probably one of my favorite games of all time also. Professor Joe just and got And right now we just got WWE 2K20. Ooh. Um, Jedi yes. Fallen Order. That oh, looks fun. Yep. I started Fallen so Order. So those are going to be the games I'm playing for a while. And good. I also play Apex Legends a lot. Nice. But uh, yeah, we got turtles in time. We got a turtle uh, turtles in time head over here. Oh, uh, same. All right, Keith. They have a like little arcade game at Walmart for three hundred dollars right now of turtles in time. And I told my dad it's all I wanted for Christmas, and he just sent back now. Man. And then I asked Zach if he'd get it for me for Christmas, and he laughed. Like it's I was a whole joking. cabinet. Yeah. It's, it's like a mini cabinet. Yeah, it's a mini it's cabinet. like it's. It's you know the one up cabs. It's one of those, bro. Did that, it's I awesome. That, I wish that would have existed during your uh, bachelor party. Yeah, I'm sure, it did exist. We I know it's new. Is it? Because so my brother, so the professor Joe and I, uh, an unspeakable amount of times we've played through Turtles in Time on the Super Nintendo. Didn't we play that on your Xbox for a day back when you yeah lived, yeah you lived on the, Silver the Street? Reshelled. You can't find that. It was like an Xbox arcade game. And you can't find that anymore. That's one of the downsides of digital gaming is once the, if they the, the developer can decide I don't want to sell my game anymore. Look at the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World game. It was fun. Uh, I oh, a, that was fun. I have too. a fun, and that's gone forever. You can't buy that. Uh, I have a funny story about Final Fantasy VII. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Yes. Way back in the day when you used to go to brick and mortar stores to rent physical media, uh, that was my introduction to Final Fantasy as a series. Was went to the movie house in Longview. Uh, and rented. It was our favorite place to rent movies. And if I was really good, they, my parents would let me rent a game. And yep. God, I, we, had we had good childhood. I saw Final Fantasy VII, and I was like, "This looks like something." And I had never played a Final Fantasy game in my life, and so I took it home, and I didn't know what to expect. And I was immersed in this game world. And Final Fantasy VII is a hefty game. Even by today's standards, it's there's a lot to that game. Yeah, hours. Let's just say I would have been better off buying the game for how many times I rented Final Fantasy VII. I've never owned that game, but I've beaten that game because I've rented it when I was a kid. Every week, I'd be like, I gotta rent, I gotta keep playing Final Fantasy. I got the save on memory card, and I didn't delete it ever. I mean, I eventually ended up buying it, but that was me with Majora's Mask. Yeah. As a kid, and it would scare me too. I'd still buy it and <laughs> still quit at the same point. Right. It gets well, it gets that point. Um, but. and I. I I'm not surprised, but I am impressed, Kiefer. Like you are, you do seem like a story guy, and yeah. RPGs like that are. Kiefer, right we need to find you on Facebook. We do. Yeah, he's dude. He's a homie. He's the yeah, he's, he's the, the homie. Yeah. So thanks, Kiefer. It's always fun to chat about. We got we got things. Keegan on Facebook. It's time to get Kiefer yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. So uh, next week we're gonna do Starcade '97. Uh, I have a poster of this in my room. Classic. Somewhere it is sick. It's not in here actually. Maybe it's downstairs. Uh, it is card, it's hanging up downstairs. Right? The card is uh, Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko. We have Scott Norton. Vincent and Randy Savage versus Ray Trailer and the Steiner Brothers. Oh, God. Goldberg versus Steve McMichael. Oh, Harry God. Saturn versus Chris Benoit and Raven's Rules. Mm. Buff Bagwell versus Lex Luger. Jesus. And an almost 17-minute oh, no. match. Oh, no. Di- 17. Diamond Dallas Page versus Mr. Perfect. Nice. Larry, Larry Zabisco versus Eric Bischoff Old. in a 12-minute match. And Sting versus Hollywood Hogan. Is it so too this, late to change our minds? This is going to be a doozy. Uh, yeah, that'll be fun. And this is Pale Fat Sting, by the way. If yep. anyone was wondering, this is a big return. We are looking forward to that, and we hope you'll join us. Hell of an episode, fellas. With that, to, to sweet. sweet. See ya.